this you guys might be the only band we've had on that has a sweet uh bart simpson thing talking about swinging at a cop and stuff like i, I get so pumped listening to that Sick. so we're gonna try and put another simpsons reference or two in there in the next one cool cool What's in there? Hop slam? No. It's okay. magic. I, it's it's just uh, some of the bath. Okay. I'm Which drinking can- some Buffalo Trace. Oh, you're really getting after it. Fancy. I've been drinking for the past couple hours, but I'm feeling good. Yeah, he goes, I don't I hope it doesn't matter, but I've been drinking for a little bit. And I was like, Yeah, no, you'll probably be more on if you're drunk. It's fine. You'll ask the the real questions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I am I'm annoyed at you guys that there's only five or six songs because I've had it on repeat all day as I've been drinking and sorting records. And I'm like, I love them, but I want more <laughs> like I'm, I'm the Bart song just kept coming up and it was really good, but I need He's more. Greedy. Guys. He's greedy. I'm greedy. I thought it was going to be longer. I didn't even look at how long the songs were. I just hit play and then went over to the records. Yeah, I was like, right. wait, 14 minutes long or something. It's pretty short. <clears throat> Let's talk about metal. Or hardcore. Or both. This is episode 24 of Beside Ourselves. And uh, today, I think things are going to get a little bit crazy. The, <laughs> the pendulum has swung. And this episode is going to be completely different than every episode before. We're going to be talking about dad rock. Yep. What do you guys yeah. think about the killers, Mr. Brightside? <laughs> I love killers. Is it dad rock? At this point. Ah, oh, shit. People I didn't think it was yet. Killers 10 years ago. I feel like you should. Dan, you are. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. This, this is not the point here. <laughs> yeah, you're the oldest one in here. Is dad rock? It is, actually. Essentially. There's a lot of dad rock in the world, then. All right, who yeah. do we got? Who is this? Who are these two fools? We are joined in the uh, in the studio here, uh, the the um, digital studio, with uh, two members of Possession 1981. We have Victor and Doug. What's up? Hey, hey. <laughs> Don't act like it's your first time. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm loving them. I'm loving them. Where, where's the where the mic come from? Um. Uh, so one of my old roommates actually bought this, but kind of, you know, forgot about it. <gasps> okay. Uh, just, you know, kept the box on accident. It's an inheritance. Yeah. I inherited yeah. this and maybe another microphone <laughs> from an old roommate. I, I mean, he hasn't noticed and it's been a uh, quite some time. It's been, you know, like five or six years. So actually, no, I lied. It's been like maybe three or four, but uh, it's okay. he doesn't listen. It's okay. No, we're good. And if he ever does, I mean, if he really wants it back, he can have it. I mean, I'll be sad, but he can take it back. I got a blue Yeti you can use for your next appearance. If, if Shout you're, what? Thank you, Jake, for your fucking microphone. <laughs> I was like naming names. Give him a shout out. Maybe he'll be happy then. I thought it was like a recording mic for you guys because in the background I see like beautiful tassels and it says possession. I'm like, ooh, is this like their office? He, like happy monday let's talk about some metal doug just wrote that on there before <laughs> it's been zero days without an incident possession 
This was uh, my fiance Jess's classroom at some point for a while. So this was her setup, minus the microphone. So, man, I wish you wouldn't have said that you just wrote that because I would I would say, did she do a lesson on your band? But you know, uh, we know what it says. You don't have to. You don't have to move. <laughs> so. Yeah, so we have these guys on because they have uh, the pre-order uh, just went up a couple days ago for a split that they're on with a bunch of other sweet bands. Uh, Agent Molder, Geisterfire. I, you know what? And <laughs> I looked it up and I listened to it. And I, as soon as I looked at it again, I was like, oh, it went right out of my brain. Uh, <laughs> and uh, sorry to that band. I don't speak German, even though I, I am German. <laughs> I'm so you say it again? I, I don't know, dude. I, I, oh, okay. I, I was just... Uh, what is your... All right, so I, I put a twang on it, and I said, Geisterfahrer. Geister. Well, that was definitely better better than what I did. You didn't pause in the middle, so... I do know that it means driving the wrong way. So, because when oh, I looked shit. it up, that's what it said. Like when this you're... been your German class. Driving on the gosh. wrong side of the road, yeah. yeah um, and then D.B. Cooper yeah, as well. Yeah. What's that? So should I put that on the whiteboard? Lesson of the day. Yeah, yeah please. <laughs> we'll we'll take a moment. Go ahead and put it on the whiteboard. Um, are are pre orders still up for uh for the split right now? Absolutely. Okay. That splatter's sick. I like the other one better, honestly. Yeah, that the coffin uh coffin liner is the one that I picked up. I love the purple. <laughs> so great. Yeah, it's great. I like the coffin one more personally, but. I think they're both cool, and just the fact that they're doing it for us is even cooler. Yeah, and so that's coming out on Cliff Parade Records. It is. Out of California. We're based out of Cali. Yeah? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Warren, Warren, Cali? <laughs> yeah, shout out. Yeah, so you guys should go pick that up. It looks sweet. It sounds sweet. How many times? How many times are you gonna be able to pick up one thing and get several bands on one? I mean, probably a lot, but I mean, do, do it this time, and it it it's a beautiful looking record at the same time, so it's a win win. Yeah. Um. And then your your most recent oh so and then so the dig the pre order is up right now, but the digital album drops on June eighteenth, and then we will get those uh, beautiful beautiful vinyls uh, mid December. So. Ah. Uh. Something like that. Yeah, it's it's all tentative. Um, they're still hoping for fall, but yeah, it might it might end up being like November, December. Uh, just I, I guess everything's backed up. But I mean, that's like the way of the world. Yeah, I was actually. So, yeah, uh, the last guest we had on has a record that was that's coming out in June. But then like the their vinyl release oh. has gotten pushed back like three or four times as well. So. I think those vinyls are coming in like August. Theirs are so. Um, well, maybe maybe it'll clear. There's a lot of time between now and then, so maybe it'll clear up and and things. Will, is is that like a COVID thing, or is that just a? There's so many of us buying vinyl now that it's like. It's probably a little of both, honestly. I mean, they're not a essential, you know, sort of. To who? It's essential to me. Yeah, it's right, essential right, to right, us. Right. But you know what I mean. As yeah, far yeah. As the first lockdown went. I'm sure no. they got backed up a few months. So. I'm not, I'm not too sure exactly. It's probably a little of both. Well, you know what? Worth the wait. That's what I say. Maybe. <laughs> Apparently we're doing good good cop, bad cop here. Me and Danny. So Possession 1981. Out of all the Sam Neill horror movies, why the fuck Possession? 
Um, because <laughs> in the mouth of madness is too long of a band name. Just put uh, Omen Three. Yeah. The band. <laughs> the final conflict. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I feel like I feel like um, there's. I think there's a metal band already named Possession, and I I'm just sure there was, is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. And I just thought it was cool. Like, um, there's like bands like um, like Time Cop '84 and uh, a couple other bands with like the year of whatever the fuck. I mean, can I say that? Can I? Yes, you can say whatever the fuck you want to say. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so I I thought that would be kind of a cool, I sort of spin to steal, and um, you know, people in the who know what cult and horror movies are would probably think it was like a cool nod. And um, I think it's cool. Thanks. Yeah, I thought it. I I just thought it kind of fit the vibe, you know, fit the sound I was trying to uh, initially encapsulate. So it just it kind of like fell into place like that. It just worked out being like a spooky band on accident <laughs> are you like your lyrical themes and stuff are, are, are you writing songs about like horror movie type stuff or yeah it's all about revenge and skin <laughs> it's a i mean not really like um horror motifs but like just dark in general yeah i, I feel like bands that do like the whole like go full out on horror stuff are really kind of corny so personally um, We're gonna get into that later. Interestingly oh, really? enough. Oh, dude, I cannot wait. <laughs> I I just think um, I I like to be kind of vague as possible and like leave a lot of things open to interpretation, and then uh, it all it'll all spawn from something I like that's been on my mind, and then at, at least lyrically, and then um, kind of just be like obscured a little bit somehow down the line. I guess I don't know if that makes sense. It does. <laughs> cool. You know, generally, uh, it's a little bit easier for me to like kind of get a sense. But I, I, I my own, my own problem is that I'm not. Uh, I like uh, hard music that has a little bit more like clean vocals in it, and so my ear is not like adjusted to. Um, but then I just decided. I, I like several uh weeks ago i decided to put uh to listen to you guys while i was working out it was like the best workout i've had in forever i was like so angry and like this is great and and since then i'm like okay i can i can hear i can hear the words here in the song structure and uh i got i kind of got it helped me like break that barrier in my brain that i've had towards like harder stuff that doesn't have like a like a pretty vocals in it somewhere too. So yeah. you're, you're helping me grow as a music fan. And I really appreciate that. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. We've been told we're, we're good to work out to. You're probably like the fifth person that's told us that. And oh, yeah. I found it relaxing to sleep too. <laughs> you're, you're the first person to tell us that. <laughs> wow. Fuck ambient music. I like to put on possession 1981 out like a light. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you put your children to bed too. <laughs> Good night, kids. We're going to listen to Rabbit and Cursed. Everyone get ready. Put your PJs on. Sick. <laughs> so so how did uh, how did Possession uh, 1981 get started? Um, uh, I guess when I moved back up to uh, Michigan from Florida, I had I had the EP already put out um, online anyway. On my birthday. Yeah, I guess. Uh, Ironically I, enough. Yeah, I accidentally dropped it on Doug's birthday a year ago, and um, 
when I got up here, I had been texting him, you know, like, Hey, let's play in a band or whatever. And he was like, yeah, cool. And so that was it. And then, uh, we met our drummer Eli on Craigslist and one day at my house, Doug and Eli both showed up at the same time and Doug goes, Oh cool. So this is a friend of yours. And I was like, nah, I don't know this guy. And he's like, Oh shit. What if he's, we we're, we're both like, what if he's a weirdo? And it just worked out that the first guy that we met on Craigslist is like the, the most like laid back dude. Who's like into the exact same kind of stuff we are. And like makes the same jokes that we do. It's, it's kind of like, unfathomable that he became our drummer like first try no sketch you know and uh we're still looking for a guitarist but um i'd like us to be a four-piece personally um but yeah we kind of just built up since you know i moved back up here uh it's always been like a joint effort from day one when we started as our three-piece you know we'd always we practiced as often as we could and figured out the first ep Safely, of course, yes. Um, yeah, and then, um, I don't know, we just wrote a whole nother mess of songs and it's just been like very symbiotic. It's just been like a really like natural development. We've been having fun. Yeah. It blows my mind that you guys are a three-piece. Like how how full the sound is. I'm like, this is a three-piece? Shit. <laughs> cool, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we sound pretty pretty consistent with the record because like we didn't do anything when i recorded it i didn't do anything crazy you know it's it's probably like a couple layers of guitar tracks but there's no leads or anything really so it's all just the one guitar part the one bass part you know a layer of vocals it's all very like bare bones stuff to to keep it that way you know but hopefully we can be a four piece in the near future so is the ep just you then like doing everything um, the first one is myself and I, my friend Sean, who played in a band with me in Florida called Feral Lux. And he, he was the drummer of that band. And I was like, Hey dude, I, um, I'm trying to write these new songs. Like come record these drums for with me. And he was like, all right, cool. So we went to the studio after one practice and he just finagled all the drums like instantly, like a lot of one takes on, he's like a really talented drummer. And uh, like, he's like a sponge and just picks things up really quickly. So he laid down the drums and I just did the guitars and vocals and stuff. But did you mix it? Uh, no, our friend Jeff, who actually we're recording with in a couple weeks, um, he recorded everything we've done so far, the first EP and then the pendulum has swung track. And then he's doing the next batch of songs we're doing too, just because he he's helped me out. I've known him since uh, I was like 15, 16 recording in my early bands. And so he, I was, he's just really easy to work with and I've known him for fucking ever. So, well, yeah, when you find good people, right. You'd want to, you just want to keep working with those people. Right. So, I mean, that's a testament to the good mixing and also good musicianship is how full the fucking album sounds. Like it sounds like half these hardcore bands that have seven people in the band. Like it just sounds really thick and great. (laughs) Two C's. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yummy. Yummy. <laughs> I'll drink oh, Doug, to that. Doug, I was gonna tell you too. Um, we don't have unsafe turds on this show, so you don't have to qualify. Uh I think if if anyone listening hears that you guys were like practicing or, or recording things, they know that you're uh you're doing you're above everything's above board. So these two put sanitation on before podcasting. Also, they're they're that's true. 
Yeah. I got vaccinated real early. <laughs> yeah. You got to show off. It took us forever to get vaccinated. <laughs> I mean, I was just like, fuck it. Not me. Go. No, D- Doug's like the one person I know that, that got hit. I think he got it like a couple days before I did. And I was like, hey, come on. I'm the special one. <laughs> so the one the one good thing that came from my uh, social work job, early, early uh, Pfizer gang. That's yeah. The only reason I got mine mainly is because our company is all over. So we, I was able to register out in like Lansing. Oh yeah. At some super tiny hospital. I'm like, they didn't even check my ID. I just walked in. They were like, Hey, you Doug? I was like, yep. They were like, all right, sit down. I said, okay, here we go. And I was like, can, can the guy with the red wings do rag, do it to me? <laughs> and they I, my mom, my mom and dad got Moderna and I, and when they told me that I was like, oh, boo, Pfizer gang, boo. And they were like, my mom got mad. I was like, I'm just kidding. Like, it doesn't matter. I was like, you didn't know I was kidding by the fact that I said we have a NASCAR and you don't like, but that's okay. <laughs> so anyway, side, sidebar there. Um, <laughs> yeah. Where do we go from here? How would you describe your music? Let's say a venue calls and says, "Hey, you want to play tonight?" And they're like, "What do you sound like? What do you tell this venue?" Doug, what do we what do we sound like, Doug? Um, what do the new songs sound like? What do they remind you of? It's a lot of noise. <laughs> Doug does make a lot of noise. There's so much. All right, so I think this will be a lot. This next record will be way more noisy, which I've always wanted from the start. You know, I kind of wanted just to be like a very abrasive and. Doug's got like way too many pedals and making way too much noise. Well, way the appropriate amount of noise. And uh getting silly with it. Yeah, it'll be sweet. Getting sassy. Yeah, I I like to think it's kind of sassy. It's kind of heavy. And I definitely I was thinking about it on the way here. I think it's more of a hardcore band with like I don't think black metal people would like our band. No, but I think not. hardcore and like metalcore people would like our band. Maybe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think like, you know, kids, although we, we have been streamed like in 31 different countries and like there are a couple people from like Sweden that follow us. Like, you know, so that, that, that is that man. That's pretty black metal. Very black metal. Pretty yeah, black I, argue, metal. Yeah. I think that we are just like, definitely like just really like faster, heavier punk compared to black metal, like hardcore you were saying, I guess. Yeah, I definitely, it's got There's some black metal, obviously, but like at the same time. Yeah. True black metal would be like, it's got the fucking lame posers <laughs> all right you need to cash in on the sweden thing though you need to make a music video in a very cold forest we we thought about it like yeah. walking out completely painted to the nines <laughs> yeah we we should have utilized the snow this year and the yeah thing. and we i mean there's so many woods around here we could have easily just made the most like cryptic black metal video <laughs> i mean it's michigan it might snow again it, no it might <laughs> it may yeah, this winter we'll probably do something like really silly. Uh, Eli has been like geeking out to use like a forearm like gauntlet and like bring his mace out and all this other wild shit. <laughs> he has those things. Like he's an actual genuine black metal nerd. So yeah, you just gotta you gotta ride the line between like looking like Vikings and looking like LARPers. You know, like you don't want to not with not, nothing Norwegian. wrong with LARPers. And I'm actually no. I'm doing this to call Danny out, but. Um, <laughs> You know, yeah, um, we're trying to ride the line between LARP and like emo as far as aesthetics. That is black man. That's, yeah. that's quite a line. <laughs> How would you describe your, your band? The line between LARP and emo. Yeah, <laughs> aesthetically. Put that on a t-shirt. 
somehow. I don't know. It'll go on the back of a jersey. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So you said you were in some other bands before starting this band. My Walk us through your on. history. Doug can kind of feel that first anyway. He's because he's in other bands now. I this is the only band I do right now. So they're asking you. Yeah, we already talked to Doug about his. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this is a, a this out, is a but... band. Yeah, this is a band meeting right now. This yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I think yeah. Old Feralux is like the last band I did that was like of any note. Not that it's it was of any note, but um, it was it, it was doing some kind of stuff. Like we were traveling a little bit and doing some fun stuff. And then before that, uh, my brother and I played in a band called Old Friends which was kind of like, um, uh, it was like more of like a post-hardcore. We tried to like rip off like Sunny Day Real Estate and like uh, it was kind of like a more modern spin on that sort of stuff. And that was almost like 10 years ago at this point. That was 10 years ago. Um, but when I was a kid, when I was like 16, I had done like punk and hardcore and metal bands. Like I was in a new band every freaking two, three months, it seemed. So, I mean, I've been in a myriad of bands. But uh yeah, Feralux and this are like the main two things that I've ever like really tried to like passionately put anything behind. And don't feel ashamed. I feel like everyone tried to rip off Sunny Day Real Estate at some point yeah. in a band. But in I'm sure I have a few times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this isn't 1997, so we were we were way late in the game to rip that band off. But <laughs> you talk about Gougeway at all. No, I mean, oh yeah, you know, I yeah. I forgot I was in I was in I you know I just don't even think about that anymore. I was in that band for a little while. It was called Gouge Away. They're still doing stuff, so yeah, they kind of blew up. Yeah, they're kind of doing they're doing their thing <laughs> after you left or got eighty six. I don't know. I'm just kidding. I'm just fucking with you. Yeah, they they're, <laughs> they're busting. D- Doug, so. You know, we said we already had you on, but we didn't really talk about your your music history when we we talked about. Iron Maiden. We didn't really talk about, you know, Iron Cooner. So, you want me to um, go to the very beginning? You can go as far back as you want to go. Baby Doug. Baby Doug. And- yeah, Baby first. Doug. What's the first song you ever heard? Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> but start with the recorder. I played trumpet for a long time. Played trumpet all yes. the way. Actually, into community college for a little bit. Uh, represent MCC Jazz Band. Just saying. I was really bad. I was not good. But uh, that's all I, I met Mike and all them. Uh, Mike, uh, yeah, we just, we started some bands when we were really young. Like, definitely got dropped off by my mom. But, like, the first real thing we ever did was Chester Funk. And it was this ska band. And Kay was actually in that band and played tuba. And that was a wild time. Uh, Sounds wild. Then we started that hardcore band, Mayor. That was cool for a little bit. We played with Greta Van Fleet. Shout out. Yeah, like, it was my twenty-first birthday. Didn't uh, they open for you? Yes, they technically opened for us, so we'll always have that over them. Uh, Austin was in that band, actually, ironically enough. But uh, yeah, and then you know, former critics, we're hustling, we're trying to write, we're you know, kind of got an album, we're sitting on, waiting on one more person to get finish their shot, so everybody's comfortable, and then we're gonna start rolling. Uh doing this Olay thing. That's going to be sweet. We actually got a piece of mail today. I haven't told Mike yet, but got some stickers from just a little tiny record company, but like 
I've met him on Instagram, and they're like, "You want some stickers?" They're like, "Hey, we got stickers for free." And I was like, "Hey, can I get some stickers?" And I ever, I never guess I said who I was. I just gave him my address, so then it, they mailed it to Olay, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool." Like, that's it's sad. official. Yeah. <laughs> and then like this guy asked me to play bass in his band, and I was like, "Yeah, let's do it." And uh, we're a thing, I think, right? Oh yeah, we're a thing. Yeah. So Olay on vinyl now. So I mean, that's a, yeah, that's definitely a thing. It's official. Ole, former critics and possession. Is that it? At the moment. So your trumpet yeah. skills and my trombone skills, we can't start a ska band this summer, too? You want to do a fourth band? I play sax, too. Oh, we shit. Motown band, we would need horns. Oh. I, I also play trumpet, P.S. So. Oh, You're damn. Yeah, we don't have any string trumpet. instruments, just all of this horns going on. Just, yeah, noise, just horns. <laughs> Norwegian death metal ska, just horns, no other instruments, and a I, scream. I'm sold. Yes. We practice at Drink. your house, Danny. <laughs> yeah, no. Kidding. I've got kids. No, no, we can't practice here. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, you get us a practice spot, and then you let me know, and we'll be there. <laughs> I'd be worried about Victor's lung capacity between screaming and playing a horn in the same song, though. Yeah, we'd have I mean, to give you like breaks or something. Yeah, let's. Yeah, I would just probably. It would be one or the other for sure. <laughs> yeah, you know we can. You you can we can like switch off vocalists on so, song for song or something. We'll you know we'll get somebody else to do some <laughs> songs too. You know it's funny. I was telling uh, Danny this before you guys got on um, because of the screaming. Like I was, I was like I have no idea what his voice sounds like. Like it's gonna like the first time he talks on the show, it's gonna be a surprise to me because you can't I you can't really f- find it in the growl. You know, yeah, it's not there. So. <laughs> you yell most of the time though. Yeah, like I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, I'm just uh, I'm 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 pretty chill, but uh, I feel like at my house when we practice, I'm like yelling at my dogs, like cut that out, <laughs> and just uh, probably just raising my voice way too much. What possession song not released yet? Are you guys really excited for the world to hear and to play live? None of them. Oh shit, that sucks. You should rewrite. <laughs> you uh, should be excited about something here, man. No, I'm, I'm excited. I'm very excited. I think. Uh, I don't know. Honestly, I think um, the first song uh, on the new EP is called "Dog Will Feast," and I, I. I <laughs> that's like a pretty heavy song and like uh i feel like it's got a little bit of everything it's got all those parts i think it's very indicative of like what we sound like or what we're doing it's got like a very hardcore riff and then like a very black metal kind of sounding ending and just like it's got like a little bit of everything that we've done so far and it's like three minutes long like almost like a traditionally long you know normal uh song length and uh I think it's a good first track, so I think I'm really... And uh, my friend Pete is supposed to be on it. He plays in a band now called Ether Coven, and he plays in a band called Remembering Never, and he's going to do a vocal part on it. And so, like, I'm really excited for that track to be finalized because in my head, it sounds really good. So I hope it sounds (laughs) decent outside of my head (laughs) as well. Because all it is right now is just in our heads because... All we've practiced so far is the three instruments. Like, there's not too many vocal parts I've been able to lay down uh, yet, because sometimes we'll have a PA, sometimes we won't, and some I'm still finalizing some of the lyrics, and it's hard for me to play 
guitar and do the lyric, you know, the vocals at the same time with certain things that I'm unsure of. So I'd rather just focus on the music as far as writing because we're still like finalizing everything. So the lyrics are kind of like for me to figure out, I feel like at this point. Um, but in my head, it sounds fucking sick. <laughs> I'm going to go with I that one. I can hear it now in my head. It's going to be yeah, I'm, I'm telepathically <laughs> transmitting it to your eyeballs. I'm feeling it. Yeah, I'm glad. What about you, Doug? Uh, I think I'm excited for the split, to be honest with you. Uh, I mean, I'm excited for everything, but like, I feel like the way that just like, it's a really, it's timed very well because we wrote tech, two songs, but it, it's kind of just one long song. And when we asked them, they're like, hey, how long do you want this? They were like under four minutes. And I was like, yeah, he said under five. He said around four minutes and like, it's going to be. I don't think we hit four minutes. Yeah, it was just <laughs> under four. But like with the sound bites that we're trying to put in, it'll be exactly like four minutes of music for the split. It's two songs. So let's say two two minute long songs. And yeah, they're they're those are fucking banging too. I, I think those are my kind of my favorite. Yeah. So they should, they should thank us. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, when we got asked. These are my favorite, so you better appreciate these ones. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we pretty much wrote a song a day is what we did, like each practice. So we we have like eight songs outside of the cover. But even the cover, we figured out in one day. So it was like nine practices, and each time we had no riffs, we had no nothing. So each song was like written in a three-hour span. And then uh, we'd practice it next time and write a new song and then practice that one the next time and write a new song. And uh, it kind of just came out to where each time we got together, we had like one new song, but we did those two in like one practice because we were like, oh shit, we got to write this fast because they want music. You know, they like, we wanted to be a part of it. So we, it sounds, I, I don't know if it sounds like what we normally do. The first song is like a literal like skate punk song is like how we kind of refer to it as. It's oh like, shit! Yeah, it's kind of like it, it reminds me of like Pennywise or something at the start. You know, it's just really fast and punk, and then it's kind of like a I don't even know. Like we we were, we thought about ripping off Ceremony a few times in this, but like they're early, like really mean stuff, and uh, so it's just there's a lot of punk aspects to it, and then it goes like really weird uh, death metal. I think like pretty instantly. So. I'm I'm like very interested to hear what all that sounds like together. It it always it blows my mind. Like <laughs> could be just but, no, just absolute nothing, but <laughs> well, couldn't be absolute nothing if you're talking about how it's like your favorite thing that you guys have done or your favorite song that you want people to hear. I mean, true, you know, true, Doug. Heard. But you were <laughs> saying before we so viciously cut you off. No, no, no. It's good. Um, it's very easy to do, to do that on here. Um, Good. Yeah. <laughs> I it it's wild like tr listening to you talk about the creative process and how quickly you're able to like throw stuff together or like put, you know, creates write songs. I just like I can't even I, I'm having trouble wrapping my head around how you do that just listening to you talk about it not actually even the actual process itself. Just hearing about it is like making me like I can't wrap my head around it. It's anxious. Kind of me, is yeah. it making you anxious? Yeah. A little Sweaty. bit. Yeah. It's nervous feeling that gives you yeah no it's worse than that it's like <laughs> yeah i don't know if i'm gonna be able to sleep tonight now i'm just gonna be thinking about it. like 
so many songs in so little time. I don't know. How did he do it? Like, it's going to be like the, um, the hangover, like with the, he's got the numbers in front of his face when he's counting the cards. That's going to be me. It'll be a living meme tonight. Uh, yeah, well, it's everything we do. You can even listen to the first EP. It's not very complicated. Um, it just, sometimes it sounds a little complicated, but it's really not like, We've we've got friends in the the whole like math core scene, and they've been kind enough to help us promote our stuff. You know, a lot of math core bands and math core index and all those guys. But we are not a math core band. We're not doing anything like that. like the the trickiest thing we do is go from three 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 four to four four. You know what I mean? Like it's what? Great. I know. Find <laughs> <laughs> around that. Uh, it's really easy stuff. Like they each song is comprised of like four different riffs max and you know it's it's all just super basic like we're still finalizing these things but like as a whole the skeleton for each of these songs was written like per practice um it's but like i said it's it's all just it's all just noise it's all just punk it's you know it's what we think punk sounds like anyways it's not it doesn't really like i'm not gonna be like oh it 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 defies like genres but like <laughs> it's got it's got a little bit of everything in it you know like things that i like as far as heavy music and it's not it doesn't like stick to one thing so i think it's easier to write songs when you do that when you just write what you want to write despite you know you know if you're trying to sound like this band or like one thing you're gonna like pigeonhole yourself and try to like figure that out but when you can just write whatever the hell you want it just comes out way more naturally and not worry yeah. about what you're going to sound like ultimately just and let it come to you words. you're saying oh no i said yeah you just let it come to you instead of trying to yeah do a specific thing yeah like eli started a few of these songs on the drums like he was like oh listen to this cannibal corpse beat and <laughs> he just started playing i come blood and we were like oh cool let me uh add this fake guitar riff over that and then <laughs> And then it became a song. <laughs> like that's we have a song that's like literally two riffs, and uh, just a bunch of noise. So it's it's really not hard. Don't don't lose sleep over it. I mean, it was I was gonna lose sleep like in the best way possible. And you know, I don't really sleep anyway. It just been it had been a, a new thing to think about instead of uh, all the other crap that's rolling around my brain. Are you gonna dream about Victor just screaming into you into your dreams, and be like, yeah. <laughs> it might have already happened, you know. Can't oh. say for sure, but with the drum of "I Come Blood" in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, "I Come Blood" big, uh, big song I listen to quite a bit. It's usually on my top <laughs> listens on Spotify every year. Well, then hopefully um, you'll notice when uh, track two comes on <laughs> right away that we just oh yeah, all that undeniable. Yep. Oh, you're I, a big Animal Corpse fan. Yep. You know me. <laughs> Actually, I did. I did have a. I did have a dream once that uh, right before I woke up, Doug was like uh, on stage on his knees playing the uh, riff to War Pigs at the end from the end of the song. Um, so you know, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Fuck yeah! Hopefully that'll happen one day. We'll find out. Oh yeah, no, I'm. I'm trying to manifest it by continually bringing it up to you that I had that dream. I mean, You're the man of my dreams, Doug. That's what's supposed to work, right? Yeah. Speaking of dreaming of you playing I was like, guitars this for Josh, going? do you guys have any plans post-COVID for touring yet? Any 
any hopes, dreams, any thoughts? Have you talked to anyone? Because, you know, people are getting vaccinated. There's shows coming up slowly. We're getting there. Anything on the in the in the wind? Yeah, um, a few, honestly, because we still we're a covid band. Like we haven't played a show period yet. And so I think that we have even the smallest group of people that are interested in our band at all, you know, a couple tens of or dozens of people that are like, oh, I can't wait uh, for never having played a show. It's it's exciting. And um, from my last band, I have a lot of, you know, Doug and I have been in bands like since we were fucking jits. So like we we each know a lot of bands. I guess in our area in Florida, you know, I know bands all at the East Coast and I have friends in other states that are like, oh, man, we should tour together as soon as uh, this whole thing stops, you know, and um, I've been hitting up bands about playing shows up here and they're all excited about it, or at least it seems like they are. I don't I'm, I, I hope they are. Um, and I'm trying to set up a show. Well, back to the touring thing um, in November, a band of a friend of mine wanted to tour for like two weeks and they wanted to have us on like seven or eight shows with them in November. But I just feel like that might be a little too early to still like book a full tour. But I do see bands like touring through like the goddamn Bible Belt and stuff like right now doing like week, you know, I, I don't know if I'd want to play in those cities or states. I'm just saying like it is a thing slowly. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll play a, a show or two in like fall or winter if that happens. Um, you know, if things get better by then but yeah it's like you said uh shows i'm probably gonna go see deicide in august like up in detroit over here so so maybe by september october november those you know it's more normalized because like bigger bands are touring and like uh i'm trying to book a show in my garage in late august <clears throat> and i've talked to a few bands about it around here i'm trying to do like a maximum cap you know of like 50 or 60 people like, I'm going to throw on the, you know, Doug and I have talked about it. We've gone out in my garage and was like, how many people can we safely fit in this bitch? And like, <laughs> like open the one door because I have like a double sided two. The, gar the garage is freaking huge. It's it's a really big garage. It's gigantic. So we are like, we could set up out here, throw on the flyer, like, you know, freaking if you're going to show up, be vaccinated, you know, just like out of the kindness of being around your fellow patron, you know, your fellow friends and bandmates and whoever the hell, you know, and I don't think that's much to ask for, you know, 50 people to like ask them to be polite about this whole thing, especially if you're coming to my crib. But with four bands, I, we just thought it'd be cool if each band just like kind of like told 10 or 15 of their friends, like come, come out to this thing. It's like the first thing of the summer or like the end of the summer, whatever. They're cool friends. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> no, we're hoping like a smooth, like first show in my garage happens like late August, early September. And, uh, you know, unless everything locks down like a, a fourth time, I feel like that should be on track. And then, you know, maybe we'll do a little touring in like the, the fall or I'm sorry, not the fall, probably like winter, hopefully. But who knows? It's all up to the world. I mean, I want to see shows again and yeah. you see stuff coming up. But then you also see like the Mad Ball show in New York where. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. Eh, that was <laughs> that was bullshit. So. Yeah, like you don't know because I feel like there are going to be bands that are ruining it for yeah. you know was, shows coming that? back. Uh, I didn't do that. You go there was a sh oh no no I'm sorry Danny yeah just really no go ahead. There was a show. It was in New York and it was at a park and they were like oh it's outdoors so it's not a huge deal but like two thousand mf showed up to this thing and like were 
yeah, I mean, there was no regulation, no whatever the fuck. Like, everyone was jumping on top of one another. It's mad ball, you know? So, like, everyone was tripping. It was great. It looked like fun. But at the same time, like, three million people are, like, dead. And it's not it's not a joke, you know? And, like, some people are taking it very seriously. And then there's people that go to shows right now. And that might be all well and good, you know? Who know Maybe all 2,000 of them are vaccinated. And maybe they were all wearing masks. I don't know, you know? But, like, mm. you know... <laughs> I didn't, I, I didn't there think was, either, Danny. I'm just I like read that there was that. chanting that they were like, fuck COVID and conspiracy theories. Like, there's always bad apples in that crowd. For sure. For more, um, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to be that band, you know? That's why we're trying to... We're still... Every time we... I, I post, like, every other day on our Instagram or whatever, I'm like, hi, how do you all feel about this in the near future? Like, I'm I'm literally taking polls and, like, I, I just... We had, like, one of those Instagram polls. I just figured out how to use an Instagram poll. I'm... <laughs> fucking like illiterate with this kind of stuff and uh i kept using that the past week and like we had like 40 votes for yes like a show in august or september with a limited cap with vaccinated people in a is in, a, in my garage is acceptable out of 40 votes it was all up votes so it was like 100 percent. and then you know i'm not trying to like scare nobody you know like i want us to i want us to do it the right way but also at the same time we're like walking this fine line where I go to work every day and I see a hundred people at work all day. So why can't I see 50 people for fun once? You know what I mean? Like why, 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 what's the fucking difference? You know, like in my capitalistic life, I'm allowed to be forced out there to see people as long as I'm wearing a mask, but I can't at my own house have 50 people congregate in a few months from now. Like, I really hope that's different because, you know, it it just, it's, it's like the line is blurring between, me having to make money and like all of us having to like stress ourselves out over this whole thing and not have any fun though for the whole thing does that i hope that makes sense and i don't sound like a total i work person. in retail i get the yeah. same thing i like, did. i see yeah. i did too i was working at a, a furniture gallery and like i would be we'd have 30 people in the store at one time and some of these motherfuckers would walk in with no mask and we'd have like a bag and like, hey, sir, miss, can you please put this thing on? And they're like, nah, we're good. And I'm like, nah, you gotta. Because there's 29 other people in here and they're probably going to get scared because you're a fucking idiot. And uh, yeah, I don't know. But And that was a couple months ago. And now here we are where everyone I worked with pretty much is vaccinated now. So now we're at a whole nother step in this thing. You know what I mean? So hopefully it just gets better and better. But we don't, I, I don't know. We need to get to that 70%. I mean, we need to get all the way, yeah. but... <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's it is it's looking better. The CDC, it seems like every week now is like changing, like loosening things and saying like, oh, if you're, you know, vaccinated, people can hang out now and without masks. And, you know, so it's a it's it's looking better. I, I uh, I'm I'm planning on trying to get on the VIP list for that that garage. So in <laughs> August. So um, and we, we, we should are have tickets. I'm one. Of, okay, I'm one of the. What? Will you bring your children? Oh, if you need it. No, they're not vaccinated yet. I am though. So. <laughs> Wait, your kids are anti-vaxxers? <laughs> <laughs> hey, as of today, twelve-year-olds and up can. So know, we're getting there. I know the rules. I'm just messing. You're like no. No. <laughs> but I. But I'm like I'm someone who I haven't for the for the most part, with the exception of like a couple things, I haven't really done anything but work in the grocery store since March of 2020. And I, and I feel comfortable like going to a garage show with, you know, 50 people who have all been vaccinated and 
you know right. so i think yeah especially in august like we're like, months away from that like i think that would just make it you know like bam just go fucking stand in the backyard if you really yeah don't want to be that close yeah. All right, let's get off the topic of COVID because it's depressing as fuck. It is depressing. <laughs> I went on a huge tangent just now. No, I mean, we like we, tangents. But now we can ask. This is the them. point where we can ask. <laughs> is it ASCAP certified? Are we getting paid for this? No. No. <laughs> but I'm just kidding. You can play whatever of our songs at any time. Like if, if you, you want to if you want to bother people with that, you can. We should put in the part where he says absolutely not and then play the song right afterwards. Fuck <laughs> him. Play it. <laughs> I've been walking around my ho- my house the last couple of days, um, pretending to to scream that. And Tab's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> and I'm like, L- "You know what I'm doing. I'm I'm Doug's band. I'm." She's like, "You sound like strong, sad. Like, stop it." So oh, I don't know yeah. if you guys know who that I'm is, but runner. I'm yeah, like I'm about, like walking around going pendulum. Like, it's, it's not good. <laughs> wow, yeah. sounds more like strong bad to me, dude. 
Well, hey, that's a compliment, so I'll, I'll take that. Yeah. I love Strong Bad. Anyway, we this would have been a better question to ask earlier, but I want to know anyway because it's fun. Um, what was the first album each of you purchased with your own money? If you remember. I do. Or the first one that you remember that you purchased yourself. Like not mom and dad's music in the car. Easy answer for me. Um, I do, do you know, Doug? I'm pretty sure I know. Heard that. I'm um, going to say it. Do it. Yeah, you can go. <laughs> well, I have two. One CD I found, and that became like my jam when I was like eight. And it was Tupac's Machiavelli. <laughs> was in a dresser drawer when we moved back into my old house and uh wasn't ours but i found it and that was my shit but what i first purchased with my own money um probably at a grocery store was i it was in 2001 20 years ago and it was alien ant farm anthology i don't know if you've ever Did, heard it but it's oh good. i've heard of it yes yeah. i have heard it. <laughs> It's a great modern rock album. Dead rock. It's still so good. I still listen to that record all the time, like very, very frequently. Like 20 years later, I'm like, how did they do this 20 years ago? It's so good. good. We got to stop asking this question. Everyone's answers makes me feel so old because mine is always so much older than theirs. How old are you? Stop playing. 35. Oh, okay. (laughs) He's a grandpa. I also got mine a lot younger too. Like I like my first cassette that I know that like I bought with like birthday money was when I was like probably like six, and it was totally crossed out by Criss Cross. So oh shit, yeah, dude. (laughs) I'm gonna try to mention that on every episode now. Golly, so that's that's early. Yeah, I feel sheltered now. You shouldn't feel old. I should just feel sheltered. I was like 12 or 13. Like, I was probably like the dawn, like my preteens, like walking into a store to get that, you know? You were six. Yeah, I I was uh, glued to MTV pretty young. And also, you know, we had like all that, which would have like all these hip hop and R&B artists on. So I I was exposed to it. I know. I get all that. I get it. (laughs) I still had all that. Yeah. All that was the jam, though. That was the shit. Oh, it was amazing. None of the uh, none of the music guests are on uh, Paramount Plus because of like licensing issues, which sucks really hard. But it's yeah, all good. Trash. Doug, what about you? Jams and stuff. I, I think he said you. What's up? What about um, you, Doug? Well, when you you talk about being really young, there's. A high possibility the first album I ever bought was a Backstreet Boys album. Hell yeah. Uh, it better have been mil- Millennium or, uh, yeah, Millennium. Yeah. Well, I, I talked about it last time that the first album I was ever gifted was mm-hmm. from my mother and it was Number of the Beast. It didn't work, still doesn't work, but I still have it. Um, that counts. Either that or I, I know for a fact I purchased an ACDC album very early, like pretty young. Um, could even have been Metallica's Black Album. <laughs> Hell yeah! I mean, those are all strong well, choices. Backstreet Boys, more than likely, was probably the Backstreet Boys. Hey, no, no shame in also buying the highest selling album of the 1990s. So yeah, pretty much, they, uh, you know, I was in the age, that age where they definitely hooked me. 
They performed on all that too. See, we're we're bringing it all together. <laughs> Did they? Later shit. seasons. Yeah, I was surprised wow. too when I saw it. Um, Third Eye Blind was on uh, the second iteration, I think, of all that, and I I always loved seeing that episode because I, I like yeah I liked the earlier all that you know it's like you said the later ones um, but then they brought it back with like new actors and all this other stuff and I was like mm, okay whatever but the Third Eye Blind episode <laughs> you know I'm gonna look that up after we get off here yeah. I mean, that blue album by Third Eye Blind is just one of the best albums. Dude, they're such a, they're another great ass modern rock band, man. Like, you can't even sit here and lie to me and tell me they ain't. Good ass band. <laughs> what are some bands okay. that influenced you guys in your music? And, and Doug, we already know the other band, but in this band, bands that influence you musically. Because yeah. it's totally different styles. It's <laughs> true. I, I mean, I talked about this last time. Listen, I, I really, I was a big Chariot fan, even though they literally were pretty much just noise. You know, it was noise and sound clips and uh, just a lot of yelling, but it was, it was still really cool. And uh, they were, they were fucking crazy. Um, ceremony. I like, I like all ceremony. Even their, you know, Joy Division goth stuff, I still think that's fucking sweet. But Into the Wayside, I still think is one of the craziest ways to start an album. And uh, that song makes me want to, you know, do a backflip off something. I don't know. Trash Talk, that Awake EP. Uh, Just the way, I think it's got a really cool drum intro. And their music is fucking sweet, too. You should go check them out okay 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 yeah i do remember you talking a lot about the chariot last time we asked you for some reason i thought your musical influences for this band were gonna be different but yeah well no didn't i think chariot had a song uh, like a release out last time that's why he or someone from wasn't that why we were talking about them called the 68 now Mm. yeah that's what it was that's why we were talking about them their new album is kick-ass yeah, I uh funny story, but well not it's not funny. I don't I but I know their drummer pretty well. I haven't talked to him in a little while, but like Farallux used to tour with his old bands when he was uh when he was a wee youngin. He was uh his name's Nico and he kinda got in, inducted into that band um with Josh after the like after a little while. So it was cool to see him playing these like, you know, garage bands with us and then like join up with him. So but yeah, that's cool. Um Former predicts played with a 68. That, that is cool. It's very cool. <laughs> it's pretty rocking. What about influences for you, Victor? Um, uh, my favorite band uh, who's like, you know, in the hardcore realm of all time is uh, Glassjaw. Ooh. Yeah, they're, they're like my favorite. Yeah. Um, uh, so as far as guitar playing and stuff, uh i'd probably say all right so this is gonna sound i'm just like hyping them up a whole lot but they're from fort lauderdale uh they're one of my favorite bands of all time they got me into a lot of like metal and hardcore and all this other stuff when i was like i think i just started listening to them up here before i moved down to florida the first time uh remembering never was like a real big influence on me because then i moved down there and i didn't know they were from florida 
and I went to the movie theater one time and I saw the singer Pete at the theater and I was like, what the hell is the singer of this sick ass band doing here? And I was like 15. And then I found out like after following their MySpace and like seeing their shows in the area that they were like my city, you know, in like Fort Lauderdale. And uh, they play like really heavy, hardcore, like metallic hardcore. And um, I always just wanted to rip that band off since I was like 15, 16. And I feel like a lot of what I play guitar wise is sort of like what they do, but we just kind of put like a, like a more evil black metal spin on it, you know? Um, so, so musically, influentially, I, I'd like to say remembering never for sure. It's a big one if not the main one. Cool. Are you a vinyl collector? Uh, me? Yeah. Uh, I have vinyl. I have like, like maybe 70, 80 records. I, I don't have like a shit ton. But... I didn't know if you ordered the glass shot release, the coloring book. Oh, I like... saw. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. If you go to their Instagram right now. It's like just 300 different photos of all the different like colors and all that stuff. <laughs> and, like, all the different forms, but it is, it is, fucking gorgeous and i don't even give a shit about records like that but it's <laughs> when i saw it and someone like i saw somebody post it in their collection like on my instagram feed i was like oh my god what is that and then all the comments were like how'd you get this it sold out da, 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 da. and i had no idea it even like come out but yeah it's, it's fucking pretty and <laughs> i love and I, I think that record too like uh our color green and the coloring book those records i just their later eps are just so good like when those first yeah. dropped, literally about a decade ago at this point, I was just like enamored instantly. Good I'm looking stuff. up this this album. Oh, it's sweet. It's so sweet. Do you ever get into Head Automatica? I fucking love Head Automatica. Yes, dude, it's so <laughs> good, dude. It's just like, well, like you know, it's Daryl Palumbo singing, but it sounds like what he should have been doing all along. You know, it just made so much sense. Like he's so good at it, and um, I mean, it makes so much sense in Glassjaw too. But it's just—it's so funny how you can hear, like, "Wow, this makes a lot of sense," and then it's something totally different. And you're like, "Wow, this also makes sense," and that's very bizarre to think. But yeah, Head Automatica is so good. Their first record was so good. I think I'm I got. Like, yeah, please. I got really into like these like pop side projects, like the Blood Brothers, Jaguar Love. I love Jaguar Love too. Oh, I do too. Like all these like pop bands that came from like. Yeah. hardcore bands i was like these are great yeah did you hear um uh i always forget the other guitarist name from glassjaw not beck the other guy um he formed men women and children oh yeah, is it, it was, pop like yeah that's like a, it was a very similar sort of head like head automatica brought them on tour like forever ago because they were like oh members of glassjaw but like head automatica i think headlined and men, women, and children were also kind of that dancey vibe. And it's other members of Glassjaw, or other member, anyway. You I'm look looking up. that up. I'm checking yeah, it I out later. It in years, and it didn't stick with me like Head Automatica. But it was. I remember seeing them, and I was like, that was kind of sick, whatever. <laughs> it's no Head Automatica, <laughs> but... <sighs> so good. So good. I saw them play with Jack's Mannequin once. Head Automatica? Yeah. <laughs> I know, like, right? Yeah. Man, dude. I, I love that would be corporate sick. though. Like I was a big something corporate fan when I was like a jit, you know, and uh Jack's mannequin was sick too. Like it was just like a more to me it was a more like safe version of something corporate, but they're both cool. And then Andrew McMahon in the wilderness isn't even safer. It's like he's evolving like a Pokemon into like <laughs> the like, safe yeah. safe the rock. 
what will appeal to 48 year old mothers right now? <laughs> that's we were mom, that's mom rock. There you go. That's the that <laughs> mom rock band. Yeah. Something corporate. I would love finding leaving out the window on vinyl. Oh, I love that album. Oh, so good. Yeah. I I just it was weird because I remember it was it was at the uh, State Theater I think when it, before it was the Fillmore and um, had Automatica was like so hype and fun and then I was just kind of bored during Jack's Man even though I like like Andrew McMahon I just like so hot and I was like I already had like blew my wad on the opening band so it's like <laughs> you know so to speak yeah figuratively not literally. Figuratively. I've never seen Hot Head Automatic, and I would love to. I saw Glassjaw at Rye Fest, which was awesome, but I never, I would love to see Head Automatica. I've seen Head Automatica like five times, like no bullshit. Ugh. They they toured with Rub Cobra, it in, Victor. Cobra, Cobra Starship. Do you remember that? Oh, yes. I, remember I think Cobra four Starship. was like, yeah, 303, Cobra Starship, Head Automatica, and some other trash band. And I was the only one. There were like a thousand people at this shit. And it, I, I felt like I was the only one there for Head Automatica because everyone was there for like these bands that were really popping and they were like on MTV. They were on the radio, you know what I mean? They were like a big band. And Head Automatica was, they had that like cult status, even though they're on Warner Brothers, you know, even though they're a big band, they're really not a big band. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're like right, right, on the, right on the cusp. You listen to Head Automatica? Uh, I mean, the one you said... 303 and whatnot. I was like, I feel like I've seen them on a flyer. Together. Yeah. <laughs> was, was, uh, what was the band you said? The Cobra Starship. Was that Midtown's dude? Yeah. Oh, okay. fuck. I forgot about that until this very moment. Yo, Midtown was sick. That yeah, was a good Midtown's band. great. Holy shit. I mean, we could go on and on about all the uh, drive through records 2000s. bands. Oh, but... man. <laughs> yeah, I'm from, I mean, like I said, I'm from South Florida, man. Like Newfound Glory, the early drive through Newfound Glory was so sick, too. I could just. Okay, well, let's, I know I don't want to go back into the COVID concert thing, but they just had like two concerts, Newfound Glory, in Florida. Wait, and in I'm Florida? like, Dude. well, that makes a lot of sense because everyone, I just found this out today because like I still talk to, the only people I'm fucking talk to are from Florida because I don't have no friends up here except Doug. So <laughs> <laughs> and he's right here. We'll, but, um, we'll be your friends. <laughs> Hi. Although I live in Ohio now, so yeah, that's whack. I know. Um, I, I I realize it is too. Yeah, it's a bunch of cornfields and shit. All right. So, what'd your buddies from Florida say? I want to know. Uh, yeah. All right. So, my friend, uh, who the hell texted me the other day? My friend, fucking uh, Julia, was like, "Oh, so masks are optional now? Like, it's not even like everything's open because we are, I work in restaurants now again, and um, you know, she's just telling me about like, oh yeah, we're at full capacity." where no, you don't have to wear a mask like the state like all the mandates and like it's all lifted like florida's a goddamn lawless wasteland down there and uh it always was <laughs> it always was i shit you not it always was like i've seen some real sketch shit down there but it's just mind-blowing though that there's no there's like no regulation on this shit down there at, at all like we had that we were the first ones to like really lock down a second time because the numbers were like crazy in florida and here they are like reverting like being one of the, the pioneers of fucking digression and it's 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 almost like what the hell are you thinking florida and but people people three months ago on my instagram feed who were like shit talking all these people going out and clubbing and doing all that stuff like without a mask like well you shouldn't be doing that are literally right now doing that thing you know what i mean they're like going out to clubs not getting vaxxed like just like partying 
you know, we're just, we're over it, you know, like everyone's like so tired of being COVID, whatever. And I'm not saying we're over it as I'm a part of it. I'm just saying like, I can see everyone's frustration, but it's, it's at the same time, it's actually mind blowing though, that we, that they're letting it fly. Like we're going yeah. down to Florida in 15 days. And even though we're vaxxed, we're going to wear our masks and we're going to like do, you know, do what we need to do, like to not be around people and, you know, and, uh, still isolate as much as we can like we're going to be three guys in the studio wearing masks who are even vaccinated it's it's like these people are like <laughs> florida is crazy right now it's just crazy to think like i don't know yeah i love it but it's crazy like i love it <laughs> it's like florida i love you but like you're fucking crazy but i love you but don't cross me but i love you <laughs> i mean this is the state that like in the thick of this was like oh yeah pro wrestling is an essential service yeah, they can, they can still operate. Yep, Gangrel, dude, still wrestles like all the time. Of all there. the people, of all the people for you to say. Well, I mean, he's like a huge guy in like the South Florida realm. Like, yeah. I have a lot of wrestling nerd friends who are like, "Yo, I'm going to see Gangrel spit blood on everyone." Still, thirty years later, and I'm like, "All right, cool." Spit COVID blood. Spit COVID um, blood. <laughs> I don't know if he's doing that right now, but I, you know, yeah, hopefully not. But. Gangrel was pretty sweet back in the day, at least. Are sure, right, you want to do the guest mix, Danny? That's what I was gonna say. You called it. <laughs> so, um, these are the the gauntlet of questions, and uh, Doug did this before, but he wants to do it again. I actually, on my second screen here, I have your your um your original. other questions, your original answers pulled up, so we can see how they compare. Um, yeah, so. Uh, we'll go th points. What's that? <laughs> points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feel yeah. Like family it, feud. How is it good you if are. you're? Wait. So is it good? Do you get a point if your answer is the same, or do you get a point if your answer is different? I purposely made them all different. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, you get no you're points. You find the board now. All right. Can I ask what the fuck is going on right now? So we what? make like a mixtape. Not really. Where we ask you questions and you tell us your favorite songs of shit. Oh. He should have prepared you for this. Oh, I, I didn't know that's what it was. I didn't know. I, I had did. no idea. I had no idea. Okay. I feel like all right, I Josh. Already, <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. All right. So we'll do. I'll ask the question. Uh, Vic answers and then Doug answers. We'll do it like that since Doug's a returning. Uh, I'm the fucking champ. Is that what you're trying to say? I knew you were going to say. <laughs> no, uh, I think just as a. As a as a vocalist myself, I'm giving preference to the lead singer of the band. So, I just hang on the back, man. Yeah. Uh, firstly, I'm not a singer. Secondly, I'm not a lead anything. Thirdly, eat it. Ooh. I'm just Ooh. Oh, I was trying to <laughs> trying to pay respect to somebody and it backfired. I'm just being a jerk. I love it. No, I know you're fine. Um. So okay. Well, what's your favorite song to sing? No, I don't know. That's not. A, uh, what's what's your favorite love song? Uh, Saturday Night by the Misfits. Or or nice. or My Girl by the Chai Lights. <laughs> or Ooh Girl. Dog. I'm sorry, it's Ooh Girl, not My Girl. My Girl is yeah. Ooh Girl by the Chai Lights. Stupid of you to get the name wrong. Yeah, no, there's. Uh, it's gonna well, be aggressive. Anything by the Temptations or the Chai Lights or Saturday Night by Misfits. I'm seeing the connection here, Doug. Doug's like never not talking about Motown. It's awesome. No, I mean, that's what we got a Motown shirt on. Oh, shit. Oh, do you? I can't see it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I oh, nice. It's like every day, though. So that's, yeah. 
I wear this shirt every day. Weird. Oh, sick. Thank you. You guys you, are disgusting. <laughs> See, I had uh, Do You Love Me by The Contours. But there's also this really cool uh, country, like, blues artist, John Moreland, and he has a song, You Don't Care Enough For Me To Cry, and I've cried to it. Yes. But it's about, like, I don't know. It's 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 love. It's a love song, but it's also like go fuck yourself song. Sick. Best kind. Your sweet love. <laughs> Heard. All right, so let's flip the coin. What's your um? What's your go-to angry song? Um, dude, what? Ang- there uh, like anything. I love like anything heavy is just so good. Like. To, to be mad about um there's a song called mountains of gold by uh by a band called blind to faith who we also sort of rip off and uh like the, not, not, who we we draw influence from but mountains of gold is has got one of the heaviest riffs and it's i just i literally want to throw a chair through my face like anytime i hear the song like after this you should like if you're looking for like a really heavy riff like the second time it kicks in halfway through the song, one of the heaviest songs I've ever heard. And it's just like so mean, so spiteful. Just don't have a chair near you. Just don't have a chair. It might go through your face. <laughs> I just want it right through my own face. So I talked about mine earlier. Uh, the one from last time and the one I have. I was I just kind of wrote Trash Talks, Awake EP. Specifically, though, Blind Evolution. That song literally... I saw them live and I saw a man try to scale like like at the crowfoot. He tried to climb up one of the pillars and get to the second level. And he got kind of far. I was kind of scared that he was going to get up there and then try, try to jump and tackle us all. But uh, that was wild. And then uh, also uh, Wounded Touch's new EP. Oh, so good. That fucking album bangs. And uh, the first song on that album, uh, fuck, what was it? Wait, from this day for from day from forward, some day zero four day zero from day zero forward. Yeah, the first song is like something about shrapnel. Oh, shrap! Fuck, memories like shrapnel. Yeah, is that it? yeah, I think that's it. We're Dude, gonna go with it. They're from yeah, they're from here. They're Dude, like right around here. Shout out to Wounded Touch because they're never finna listen to this, but. Uh, no offense to you guys. I just mean like I don't know. <laughs> hey man, Chris Caraba listens to this, so you never know. What really? He does not. <laughs> oh, you son of a gun! I was just talking about Chris Caraba the other day because my friend was doing one of those like uh, filters, like what early two thousands emo band are you? And her shit picked like popped up Chris Caraba, and she's like, "Who the fuck?" It didn't even say Chris Caraba. I was like, "Oh, cool, Chris Caraba." How do you now know who that yeah, is? She's like, "Who's that?" And I was like, "Laura, you're twenty five. Shut up." And uh, oh, okay, that makes sense. I didn't know the I mean, part. you know, I feel like people who are in their mid to late 20s should probably still know who like Further Seems Forever and fucking you know, Dashboard are, but I'm also they may not know Further Seems Forever, but Dashboard was on a Spider Man movie. That's what like, I, I feel like you Spider-Man should know. Soundtrack, bro. I literally <laughs> said that, and she was like, Well, fuck me then, and just jumped out. <laughs> yeah, vindicated uh, if nothing else, dude. So good. I digress. No, he. His like official Twitter liked or uh, Instagram liked one of our f- a couple of our photos, so that's been the gag since then. Is He's that a big he fan. the show? Sick. <laughs> watching? Are you streaming to them? That's yeah, no, this is actually to, streaming to his personal computer. He's the only one watching. Live. He's gonna someday 
maybe someone's going to be like, dude, this podcast talks about you every time. <laughs> <laughs> we Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> uh, Doug, what about you? That was, oh, wait, uh, did you – no, you were last. My bad. Where are we at? Yeah, next next question. Bro. I got starstruck. Talk about Chris Caraba, right? Yeah, that'll happen. Yeah, yeah. All right, what's your what's a song that has influenced you the most? What bands have you ripped off? All right, so I got, I got a different one. It's not necessarily a band that I ripped off. It's kind of sad but uh, and kind of corny at the same time. But uh, – I mean, my dad's favorite band was Led Zeppelin. So, like, every time I hear Stairway to Heaven, I feel like, you know, he's like, you probably should keep playing that guitar. <laughs> and uh, specifically, my favorite Zeppelin song was No Quarter. And uh, I was up north one time, and my dad was really drunk, and it was during the day. And he was, like, like he was playing in the opening riff, just like that psychedelic thing came on. He just said, this is the best song to take acid to. And I said, thanks, Dad. <laughs> and, That's some wise uh, advice. Yeah. I was like, damn, all right. And then I was like, holy shit, this song is fucking sweet, but I, I can really picture Uncle Doug saying that for sure. I was like, damn, all right. Yeah. Oh. So what about you, Victor? <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't. <laughs> um, in, you said most influential band? Song. Just one song. song. And this yeah. has to be for like your music, like influence you to get out of bed. <laughs> what influenced you to finish school? had a big impact on your life otherwise like yeah, yeah shit all right well i was gonna say band and now i'm just gonna revert to the song that kind of got me into this band anyway um this is gonna sound works. so stupid but do you guys like malcolm in the middle at all dude yeah yeah <laughs> I just watched all of it again. Uh, well i have a i have a they might be giants tattoo on my forearm um <laughs> And I nice. heard, uh, yeah, actually, I probably heard, uh, I've definitely heard uh, Dr. Worm before I heard Boss of Me. But when I was a kid, um, Dr. Worm, like, really, by They Might Be Giants, really, really, really was, like, my, like, go-to, like, be happy song. And um, it's, like, it's super corny and super cheesy and super silly. But then Boss of Me is kind of, like, that they're, like, punk anthem. And then, like, they've just been, like, one of my favorite bands of all time. Top top three favorite bands of all time. Um Sick. Yeah, they maybe Giants has such an eclectic like library of, of tunes, and they're just uh, that song. When I was a kid, Doctor Worm was so funny and just like so momentous to me. It was on the show Kablam, like <gasps> yeah, I know. There's an alternate music video on that show, and I was like eight, and I was like, this song fucking shreds, and then uh, <laughs> it stuck with me forever. So I got, I have like a little dr worm guy on my arm like right here from that cartoon is from the kablam music so cool. video and so i'd probably say like as far as like wanting to play music that band and that song and then boss of me like kind of solidified uh me wanting to like play guitar or like not be ashamed of playing saxophone in in fucking uh band class you know it was like hey keep playing music even if nobody gives a fuck because not many people do so i i would, I would probably say that they might be giants those songs like really inspired me it's weird where it takes you, like the just the broad spectrum of like music, you know, c- comparing like Doctor Worm and then to the stuff that you're doing Hi. now. It's it's wild. Although now I like I'm already I feel like I'm already gonna have Doctor Worm in my head. Like I'm literally it's, sitting here like it was like playing in my head while you were talking about it. <laughs> so. Yeah, I really I think I only know how to like play heavy music and nothing else because I'm not a very talented guitarist. I kind of just sit down 
and like crank the I feel like what we do, what I do as far as music personally is so easy. Like it's not even funny, dude. It's like the most basic like guitar one I would have written these riffs when I was 16 you know what I mean I wrote I was writing the very similar stuff when I was a child essentially yeah and then just like a power chord really fast and then a really slow power chord a different one and uh it's just such a silly thing but yeah I think um I I just can't I can't write too many different types of music and I kind of just feel like I gravitated towards this and I don't listen to too many heavy bands these days at all. Like I, it's usually just stuff that I've listened to 10 years ago that I still listen to now, 10, 20 years ago. Um, yeah. I, I don't, I just don't know how to do anything else. I suppose like, <laughs> like what I'm decent at kind of doing. So yeah, but the Dr. Worm thing, yeah, I guess you're right. It's kind of silly. <laughs> like I, I should have probably gotten better as a musician listening to a very talented band. That is not the lesson I was taking from that. I know, I'm just but... how different they are. <laughs> now I'm just thinking about it, and I'm like, shit, man, I should be leagues ahead of where I am. Uh, you still got time? Red, bro. <laughs> Dude, I, when I was, was... How old did you say you were? When what? When Dr. Worm? When you uh, like, first I, saw... It must have been mid-90s. I must have been eight, nine, you know? Okay, so when I was eight, I was listening to Rush with my dad, and I'm just now struggling to play the learn how to play the bass. So it, yeah, it's my COVID uh, midlife crisis uh, project that I'm working sure. on. You can play the bass, huh? I said you can play the bass. No, I know, but I'm just saying if you're thinking about like your inspiration to where you're at. I mean, maybe I picked too hard of a one with Getty Lee. You know, yeah, Rush kind of is a very insane band to start <laughs> being like, oh man, I'm gonna go try and shred like these guys. <laughs> In in high school, I picked up a bass because of Blink One Eighty Two, and then I got really into Incubus for a while. I wanted to do the shape or color of green or whatever that song, you know, that song. And I was like, oh, I can't play this. I'm just gonna stick to pop punk, and that's what I did. (laughs) That's exactly what I did. I was like, I'm gonna stick to (laughs) punk rock, and then I just down tuned my guitar and still did the punk rock thing, but on a lower tuned guitar. You know, (laughs) so it's it's all punk rock in the end. All right, what's next here? Uh, okay, what is your current favorite song? Either anybody can I, answer. Uh, hold on, I got everything written down. I'm trying to be. <laughs> uh, so I've been listening to Citizen's new album a lot, uh, and that first track, "Death Dance," approximately. That song, that song fucking bangs. Even the the second one, like the first half of that album, I think is really sweet. But like, I was playing some street hockey the other day, and I was like listening, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, this is this is sweet." And then like, it's got a cool bass tone. So uh, I've been listening to that a lot. Uh, my my dance song is also one I've been jamming a lot, but I'll wait for that. Hey, 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 hey! No yeah. jumping ahead, I just, sir. No, I'm prepared, champ, dude. Yeah. Champ's prepared, bro. <laughs> You're in a three-way tie for champ right now, sir. Don't don't uh, get too cocky. No, I'm calling it out to them. You can, you can, you can make sure you get calling your shot. All right. Out there, yeah. They know what the champ is, and they also know who I'm talking to. <laughs> they. Victor, what about you? What's your current favorite song? I was just trying to look up what the hell I've been listening to, but it's hard. I I really don't know. I feel like it's like usually in one ear and out the other. Yeah. Favorite new song? 
whatever you like right now you jam a lot no that's like unfair because like i know there's (laughs) there's like new songs that i kind of like and i'm like oh this is the shit and i just can't for my like the life of me remember them uh i literally see your alkaline trio tattoo though danny and like i've literally (laughs) been listening to like from here to in fucking like you know infirmary infirmary forever like i probably put that on last week I put on far water and solutions all the time. And these records are fucking 20, 25 years old. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. There's like a few songs that will hit me from now and they'll just be forgotten, you know, cause like I'm old and shitty and like all these things that I liked back then are what stuck with me. <clears throat> so it's hard to say, like, I was just trying to like, I also don't use Spotify and shit like that. I use like YouTube um, <laughs> to stream music. So let me go through my my personal YouTube account really fast and see if there's been anything that I can give me 20 seconds, please, to answer this. Well, while you're doing that, no yeah. problem. I'll say like the last couple months, even though the band is way old, I've suddenly became really obsessed with Portishead. Okay. So like my Spotify says, oh, you're listening to Portishead a lot, and that's I mean, so I mean that could be my you know answer for this question if I was doing it. <laughs> My yeah. dance song that I'm actually have been listening to more than the Citizen track is uh, from the 70s, but uh, <gasps> I'm going to save it for that because it's yeah, you can save uh, it. Just like just as an, just as an example, like I just picked that. Yeah, no, you yeah, you can. It can be that... new to you. It could it could be. I mean, it, it could really be anything. Like uh, last year, I I my number <laughs> one like played song for the year was. Um, was Maiden. an Iron Maiden song, and it, it was, was like be. because I, because I like discovered that I liked Iron Maiden after being kind of like dumb and not realizing it for my entire life, and uh, and then was just like jamming, like I was like Doug, make like give me your top like fifteen Iron Maiden songs, I'll make a playlist, and I was just like jamming that nonstop from like August to October, and then I, I'd listened to it so much that it was uh, it became one of those songs became my uh, my number one song, so. And I, I only could tell you what I'm listening to now because I have to write it down to talk about it on here. Otherwise, I wouldn't know half the shit either. So, yeah. no, uh, Did you get it. I got it. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I know there's somebody and some song. Uh, there's a band called uh, Choir Boy. I had already almost just forgot it. Uh, I'd showed Doug on Easter, but we were bullshitting over it. So, like, but whatever. But we were just talking. And um, Choir Boy put out a record a year ago called Gathering Swans. So fucking good. There's a song on that record called Toxic Eye. And I could listen to that on repeat like over and over and over and over. So Toxic Eye. And by that band, they also have a song called Leave Me Be. And those two songs literally just fucking destroy me. And um, I I could sit there and wallow all day and listen to those and listen to that whole record, really. But um, yeah, man, Choir Boy is such a good fucking band it's like it's actually ridiculous how good they are they kind of do like the whole like 80s kind of vibe and it sounds like at parts it sounds like tears for fears or flock of seagulls or something Ooh, that's Uh, cool yeah it's really cool because it's like it's got sort of a modern spin but like it really sounds like it came from like 1987 like it's really it's it's and it's not corny like i can't even like i couldn't hype this band up enough they kind of like they kind of like got up there a little bit they're pretty they're pretty well known, especially now a year after their their last record came out. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, cool music videos, like great band. Toxic Eye, and Leave Me Be. 
All right. We're going to, uh, so if you, if you were, actually, this might be easier because it's probably stuck in your brain. So what is your all-time favorite song? And I realize how hard that is for most people to pick one. You ready yet, Victor? No, hell no. <laughs> what, uh, what kind of bullshit question? <laughs> What's your favorite pizza? Like, all of them. You know what I mean? Like, all the pizzas. Like, oh, so you're just not a fat enough kid. I could tell you what my favorite pizza is. No, I, I feel like my answer was the fat answer. I said, give me all the pizzas. What are you talking about? No, I, I mean, I guess, yeah, in a, in a way of looking at it, I guess you're right. But <laughs> uh, Go, Doug. I'm sure you got a whole paragraph written on your favorite song. <laughs> uh, Lean on me, Bill Withers. Ooh. Uh, Bill Withers, hands down, one all of right, the dude. most fucking talented musicians uh all around and just wonderful human being and uh you know lean on me is just a great song you know great positive vibe you know it's you got a problem timeless yeah it's timeless. Put lean on me and yeah like it makes you feel good <laughs> makes me feel good oh yeah follow that answer i i i feel like um yo what the fuck i had an answer now i can't remember because now I kind of feel like uh, it's got to be like a timeless song. It's got to be like, a, and it'll probably be a Motown song because those are the songs that literally, you know, growing up in this area, it's like, it's just on the radio. It's it's even on the rock stations, like it's Motown entwined, even on like the modern rock stations. It was like, they play the classics too. So it's like, we grew up listening to that unbeknownst to us that some of the rest of the country wasn't hearing it. Like we were as kids on the school bus or like, on the way to school or whatever but i'd probably say like uh an all-time favorite like that's so hard to say but to piggyback his like motown sort of vibe you know the soul vibe i'd probably say like um like let's go with tracks of my tears by smoky dude Ooh, that's so oh, so good so timeless so timeless like you can it, it, it sounds like it was written 100 years ago but it was it sounds like it was it could have been written and played now i mean but it was 40 years ago you know whatever like 50 something years ago probably 50 years ago 50 something years ago um but it just sounds like it, it's just so timeless and it's just amazing and it's fucking smoky so can't go wrong with smoky robinson you literally can't it's funny that you mentioned like motown and like where we where we're all from because especially like when we were growing up like what did musically what did detroit have to, to be proud of like we had your your big names were like you had Motown and then other than that you had Ted Nugent you had ICP like you had Kid Rock you had Eminem you had Madonna a lot of stuff came out yeah Madonna was all right but she's kind of tainted her legacy well she kind of tried to think she kind of denounced her citizenship yeah it doesn't matter she was from here she knows where she's i did not know that i I just thought she was like la all day like i really did not know that yeah i feel like my mom i didn't know that um i mean yeah there's a lot of great fucking detroit music but i mean as far as like what that like the top of the charts sort of thing or what i'm just saying like what we would have been exposed to that's like loud and proud detroit like you know growing up yeah, I mean Eminem was like a huge deal for all of us. I'm sure, like, yeah, was, he's, yeah. yeah. Do you not he's, remember he's seeing the one. Detroit Rock City, the Kiss movie? Yeah, none <laughs> of those guys are from Detroit. I know, but that movie yeah. really 
And that song was actually written about something that happened to them in Charlotte, I think, North Carolina. So, yeah. um, Mike's not on this podcast, so let's stop acting like he is. All right. (laughs) I he always says that that's his favorite movie, and I'm like, why? Just no, it can't be. That pick a different movie. The whole white pants joke is hilarious. I'm I'm not saying it's a bad movie, but it shouldn't be your favorite movie. I I might agree. I I agree with that. It yeah. He's got a point, Danny. No, not him. I'm talking about Mike. It's not my favorite movie. Mike's SLC Punk. (laughs) If we're just going to go very stereotypical music movies. (laughs) Oh, we're doing music movies? Mine's obviously Spice World, then. Yeah. Spice World's great. Which we've already done an episode on. So let's derail for one second. What's your favorite horror movie from the 1981 horror movie that's not possession? It's got to be from 81. Yeah, because there's a lot that came out in there's 81. A lot. There's so many. Uh, off the top of my head, I'll probably go Halloween 2. Oh, good choice. Good choice. From 81, off the top of my head. Come on now. That's that's so that's a, that's a tough answer. <laughs> but I mean, Halloween 2 was just like Halloween. Yeah, but, Halloween 2 was cool. But it was just like a more violent Halloween. You know? It was just in a hospital. I feel like I feel like Creepshow might be 81, if not 80. You had the burning, which is amazing. Burning, Evil Dead is eighty-one. Up, oh, Evil yep. Dead, Evil Dead, fucking Detroit Boys, I, fucking so slimy, so good, so scary, so funny. Evil Dead. I'm a Fulci fan, so I really like uh, the House by the Cemetery. Oh, uh, is that eighty-one? Yeah, that's eighty-one. Also, all right. Oh shit! D- oh, dude. Yeah, no. House by the Cemetery is probably one of Delivery. my. <laughs> You filled that cup many a times, my friend. The last time, shush, shush. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a fun day. Yeah, surprise. You got a a button on your desk there? No, I've. uh, I just texted the wife. She was amazing. Brought it up. Same thing. So we said thanks. Hey, can you send this? All right. What? Can you just pour it on the mic? See if I can. You want to smell it? The Buffalo Trace. All right, let's get back to the music. Also, the I'm going to go with Porno Holocaust for mine, just based on the title. American Werewolf in London came out that year. Wait, what did you just I mean, say, Josh? I said I'm going to go with Porno Holocaust. That that's is that a 81? That's what yeah. Wikipedia says. Well, stop looking at, stop cheating firstly, and secondly, I have that at my house. I'm going to go watch that now because <laughs> it's your it's your favorite on accident. <laughs> um, well, I was going to say I like the third Halloween better than any of the other ones. I do, one. I do too. I have a tattoo of all the masks on my arm too. That's awesome. I'm a huge fan as well. Well, I only saw it because of you, and I was like, yeah. I love how, I love how everyone probably hate all the like horror oh, yeah. fans probably hate this because it's not, you know, Michael Myers. So yeah, it's so good though. It's like once you get over that fact and just separate it, it's it's brilliant. They were gonna make part four a different theme they like, should have made we, an anthology the whole they, thing that have been cooler honestly, they could have they should have whatever but then it, it, they got so bad but then they got so good like part six is so good and had they did that anthology thing we wouldn't have gotten paul rudd in part six beating the shit out of michael myers into a green jelly with a lead pipe yeah. <laughs> so i'm glad they came they came back around all right i could talk horror movies all night but we should finish i'm gonna text you <laughs> are you are you drinking what are you drinking right now oh, buffalo trace Still. is that and that's bourbon yeah it's a kentucky straight bourbon whiskey yeah well, it was on sale at the place by my house 
Well, Danny's other podcast is literally called Bourbon and Blood, and it's a horror movie podcast. So. It is. What the hell? Invite me to that one, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I brought it up. All right. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to make love connections here for Danny. That's what I do on all these episodes. Sick. All right. We're, I don't even remember where we were, where we were at now. You just um, did your favorite, favorite song of all time, and they hated that question. Yeah, that's why it's there. It's there to be. It's it's a uh, you know. <laughs> I, I didn't, All right. I was I was prepared. I'm a complainer. <laughs> this is your second time. You were prepared, of course. Yeah. Jam. Been there, done that. Uh, what's your favorite? What's your go-to uh, karaoke song? I've never done karaoke. But if you had to, if someone had a gun to your head and said, "Do karaoke today," I have two. <clears throat> All right. I'm glad you were prepared. That <laughs> really, you really flipped that. Yeah. He's like, for the first one, he's like, not good enough, and then cocks the gun back, and then I have a second one where he's like, all right, fine. You live. Yeah. I don't know. Go for it, Doug. I want to hear yours first before I hit, hit you with mine. So I told you last time, but my the first song I ever karaoke was Whitney Houston, but I'm not going to do that again. Uh, it was a wild time, though. But uh, I feel like when I'm just singing by myself, <laughs> some kind of wonderful grand funk, I feel like I could pull it off, especially with a couple drinks behind me and a crowd of also drunk people be like, Fuck yeah, great fuck. Look at this kid. Uh, <laughs> or I also really, really feel like I could do uh, Good Times by Sam Cooke. I mean, I'm you think you could? I fucking would try. Tell I would love to see you do Sam Cooke. I played it on, I, I can do it. I've done an acoustic cover. Just I'm not garage, saying guitar wise. I want to hear you sing Sam Cooke. Well, yeah. That would be awesome. I'm not mad. You need to be on as much bourbon. And uh, then, you know, because then you'll be on a good level. And then you'd be like, oh, man, Doug, you know, that was pretty good, man. <laughs> fucking Sam Cooke. Everyone has to <laughs> enjoy it. Yes, otherwise they're going to be allowed to, you are fucking garbage. <laughs> it happens. Sick. So One and two. <clears throat> um, uh, I'd probably pick, I feel like it's in my, in my Q zone. It, um, Evil by Interpol. I don't know if you've ever heard it. I've seen Interpol. But they're a good bands. Uh, that song in particular, I kind of feel like I would I would crush. And if not Evil by Interpol, um, The Enemy by Big L and Fat Joe. I'd wrap the shit out <laughs> of that song right now. Like I would crush that song. But yeah, those are my two. They're not like popular. Like I mean, they're they're popular. But I mean, when we're talking about karaoke, they're probably not very conventional answers. I, I've never, I don't know. I've never karaoke. I don't know how this goes. Fuck it. It's okay. I think I think there's something to not doing conventional songs, not doing uh, you know, not doing the songs that everybody does. So it's all good. And now you got me wanting to go sing in front of a bunch of strangers. See, fire you up. I, no. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Yeah. <laughs> Moving along here. Thanks, Danny. <laughs> what uh, what what song makes you want to get up and dance? The other way that we've kind of rephrased this a little bit too for folks to wrap their head around it is like, if you're not like a dancer, if you're not a person that is someone that gets up and dance, like what song would you hear like over the PA at the, at the grocery store that would make you like, be like, all right. And like bobbing your head. Uncontrollably. Go for it. Yeah. All right. So this song I've been jamming on repeat all week. Uh, watched a fucking episode of Letterkenny, and they were all partying at a bar. And dude, the soundtrack played... to Letterkenny is amazing. Fuck yeah, dude! Holy shit, they are so good. Twalu, 
It always happens this way. It's from a 70s disco song. And, like, everyone was just dancing. And I was like, I want to fucking dance. So I want to go hang out with all them. And then I was playing <laughs> hockey. And while I was listening to Citizens, I turned Citizen off just to jam this on repeat while I was playing hockey. And I was, like, you know, on rollerblades. And I was like, man, come on. I was fucking getting it. So that's my dance. <laughs> It's a good You're song. being real Canadian that day, huh? How's she going? <laughs> real Canadian, suspiciously Canadian. Yeah, watch the letter Kenny. <laughs> listen to the French Canadian band. Uh, play some fucking hockey by yeah. myself because I don't have any friends. But I had some Tim Hortons after. Did you? Timmy's. No, I, had some, I had some pre-workout before, so I tried to keep my caffeine at a certain level. What about poutine? Did you get any poutine after? No, I wish. I could get some. I'll eat some poutine right now. If somebody hook me up. They sell it in Ferndale. You're, you're the chef. Everywhere. Yeah, they do. I've got a, a poutine from a... Fuck's that place in Ferndale? Bobcat Bonnie's? Or... No, not Bobcat Bonnie's. There's another spot. Just not yeah. that long ago, but... Fucking poutine. Victor, what's your favorite poutine? <laughs> <laughs> the vegan one. <laughs> um, Dance songs, though? Yeah, you still doing that? Because uh, uh, we already talked about Head Automatica, but I'm just gonna say The Razor by Head Automatica. That's such a good fun. choice. Yeah, it's like, and also I'm not looking at a list of all the bands I've ever listened to right now. This is hard. Doug didn't prepare <laughs> me for this, but I was like, ah, fuck it, I'm gonna go in, and just wing this shit. So you know, to wrap it all around, let's say The Razor by Head Automatica. This shit is dancey as hell. So. I just want to let you know. So we're 24 episodes in and Doug is the only guest that has been this prepared and this direct in his answers to this question, these questions. So you're, you're more people are like, Oh no, this is hard. I don't know what to say. Like your reaction to the questions is much more the, uh, the typical response. So Would you say I'm the champ? No, no shame. Huh? Said, oh, you're the champ. I don't know. You're getting too cocky about it. I don't know if you're I want to get five episodes. Now. We'll get you a belt. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm get you a little championship belt. Yeah, I'm trying to be the heel of your show. Yeah, I see that. Right now. <laughs> Wanting to be cooler than America. That's, that's, trying. <laughs> that's not hard. Yeah. yeah. Now they're winning. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. What's the most unexpected song on your playlist? Um, and this this is like a. Uh, other people would say, what is your guilty pleasure? But we don't say that here because on B-Side Ourselves, we don't believe in guilty pleasures. And we think that you can listen to whatever the fuck you want to listen to. Yeah. And uh, you don't need to be ashamed of it. So that, what's yeah. the most unexpected song? That's that it's in that regard, what you just said, it's it's so hard to say that that answer. You know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> I don't. I don't know if I could answer that because I don't know. I feel like we all listen to you, us four, Danny, Josh, Doug, and myself, all listen to like all the, you got Queens of the Stone Age over there. <laughs> all right. I'm like, I'm just thinking, I'm like, all right, is this an example of an unexpected song or? Um, no, I was putting it away. Sorry. I heard that. Um, I don't know. We all listen to such different stuff, such eclectic stuff. Like I definitely listen to, you know, whatever the hell type of music. I really couldn't pinpoint down one unexpected song because then it's just gonna be like that silly song it's gonna be that song by backstreet boys or nsync or whatever you know like but those songs are fucking bangers too it's like you can't sit here and say that <clears throat> yeah it's like you said guilty pleasure is not a thing 
So unexpected to me is also still not a thing because I just feel like if a song is good, it's good. I don't have one off the top of my head that I can think of, but I'll try. I feel like Doug might have one, so I'm going to pass the fucking oh, mic to him. I mean, after that, that can be your answer. I feel like that's the perfect answer. He's got like a, like a dude. He's got like five paragraphs written on. I got talking points. I've got. It's crazy. This is crazy. Give him a belt. Why should the reason? (laughs) Give him a belt. (laughs) Are you ready? I think you'll appreciate this. Okay. Fucking Abba, let's fucking go. Nobody now. And the reason Jess and I went to Sweden a couple years ago, and I wasn't really into that into Abba. We went to our friend's wedding there. Holy fuck, the second they put Ab on, tell you what, the fucking party started, didn't goddamn <laughs> stop. You. They, the Swedes were banging the Swedes on the fucking right. dance floor to Abba, and they knew every fucking word, and then I, you know, I was like, you know what, get into it, and then I was like, fucking Abba rules. Yeah. Also, while I was playing hockey, I went on an Abba power hour. <laughs> <laughs> while I was playing hockey. That, that honestly is pretty unexpected. Like, nice work. You've done it. Thank you. I'm going to go with ABBA as well. The end. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> now, I mean, Vic, Victor, your your answer is is perfect, though. And, uh, I mean, you, I, I almost said a little bit of that myself just because I was like, well, we've already been – we already have the, like, the hardcore uh, guys talking about Motown and – dr worm and like you yeah. you we've already like covered such a wide you know yeah I mean, birth yeah, of well, things so right i've got one and it's going to be on my weekly recommend but we'll talk about that later oh boy yeah i know what it is i can't wait it's not that controversial honestly but oh it's crazy controversial <laughs> all right La- last one um what's your perfect concert lineup so this is a concert for you Three to five uh, musicians, bands, artists, living or dead, any era. And this could, you could literally be like, I want uh, Van Halen with, uh, you know, Van Halen with uh, David Lee Roth. And then I want Van Hagar on the bill as well. Like you can, you can do, you can do both versions of ACDC. Like you can, it doesn't matter. Any, any mixture. True, but I, you know, it's a good example. Did you notice I didn't remember his name, so I said both versions of ACDC. <laughs> no, I'm just fucking with you. Go for it. Doug, go ahead. We know you're ready. Yeah. yeah. So, the champ. Uh, I'm going to take Black Sabbath, but first they're going to play everything before Dio. Dio's going to come out. Oh. They're going to fucking do all of Heaven and Hell. Then Dio's going to go sit down, and then Ozzy's going to come back up, and they're going to play everything they ever fucking writ, wrote in written whatever and uh that's gonna that's just how it starts i want ozzy to come out and tell dio to be like go sit down and no, then they're cool even though oh, okay ozzy's always been jealous even we though know. we know i was gonna say even though one is no longer with us but i guess that's already been in the stipulation yeah no <laughs> we're, we're good because yeah. bill withers is also gonna be there and he's gonna come on after black Sabbath probably to bring the bring the mood back to a nice call yeah, Sounds like a lovely day. You know, I wouldn't. I, I have to have Bon Scott there. I had to pick that on the first one, but and they're gonna play fucking every song they've ever written, and uh, then even I think he probably play a couple songs up back in black because he they were writing that, and I'd I'd like to know I guess which ones they were, but after that they don't need to play anything else. They can sit down, uh, and then the Funk Brothers are gonna be there, and they're gonna play every single hit that they were ever on that they never got the yeah. fucking their dues for 
Yeah, but yeah, mm-hmm. and they're but they're gonna. I want them to sing it too. I want Wait. them to give me everything. I want every single hit that was ever recorded, and yeah, everything that they are, you know, they should be have ever, given. Have you ever listened to the Brothers Johnson? Say it again. I have. have you ever listened to the Brothers Johnson? I don't know. You should check them out. They're very good funk. Hell yeah. Sorry. Back to your stuff. <laughs> I think I'm good. I guess I'd also throw. Uh, I mean, I said Aretha Franklin last time. She should be there. Black Keys, if they just played uh, the big come up and Magic Potion, I'd be really stoked, stoked on that. Not the song that they wrote for that mayonnaise commercial? Not really. <laughs> they wrote a song for mayonnaise? I, I think so. That's what I remember about the Black Keys. Like a friend of mine and uh, I, like 14 years ago, were talking about that band. And we were talking about selling out and punk rock. And, blah, and he was, uh, he said, they said something about not giving a fuck if you're making money doing what you want to do. And I thought that was sort of a punk rock retort in a way. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I, 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 that's what I remember of the black keys. I mean, I know some of their songs for sure, but I, I just wanted to make that joke. And now here I am talking <laughs> about me being 18 talking shit. Blackie's first album, they come up was fucking sick. I like brothers a lot. Brothers was good. You don't like, I, no. I thought those brothers was pretty good. I've listened to a yeah, I've listened to a lot of the Black Keys. Their new stuff that's coming out, I think, is pretty cool. It's all covers, though. I mean, it's still Dan Auerbach fucking getting after it. Yeah, <laughs> showing people that he's not some fucking chump. <laughs> hmm. I Your love turn, that buddy. You showed me. Yeah. Um. This that's really hard, dude. Um. I I'm gonna I'm not. Saves the day be there. Saves the day is a, uh, I love that band so much. Ooh um, ooh, yes, dude. I like you. We need to be <laughs> buds. I, I just uh, like, I picked it for you. Yeah, no, it wouldn't be. I've seen Saves the Day like ten times though, and uh, I mean I I love them so much. But I feel like all right, my ideal show would be all right. My ideal show would be. CBGB, right? Picture it. 19, 1989. Guess who's playing? Gigi Allen. Guess why? Because I'm going to be the guy that finally kicks his ass. He always wants people to like beat him up and like fuck him up. Uh, I'm going to be the guy that swims through his pool of shit and knocks him out. And then I'm going to be in all the fucking magazines. People are going to talk about this. And then I'm going to stomp on his face. And then it'll be hilarious to me. Because he was such a piece of shit, dude. And uh, <laughs> wait, you're going to concert for the wrong reason. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> then I'm going to go to your Aretha Franklin Black Sabbath concert after that. Um, <laughs> I bet it is. <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, I'm working but, on it. We're going to have it in your uh, garage. Is that cool? Yeah, no, that'd be great. As long as we open. Ooh, well, <laughs> five bands. I think I picked six. Shit. Oh, I got to we'll pick it. I just wanted to no, beat no. somebody's ass. I really don't. I, I don't have a. I feel like it would be for me. It would be more about a a time and place in the past as opposed to creating something now. Yeah. Um, go to Woodstock, man. No, definitely not. <laughs> not a fan of like outdoor shit or hippies and shit like that. I don't know. <laughs> like, hippies are people too. They are, and I, I just I just don't like I just don't like people. Period. So I'm not trying to go to like some outdoor fest. I think this is why I didn't like Warp Tour and stuff. Like I went to a few of them shits, but like I I don't like being in the sun i don't like 
fests. I don't like people. I just, I really want to, I'd rather play some small venue for like 40 people and then just go the fuck home. Um, I really, I really couldn't answer this question. It'd be for me, it'd be more about being somewhere in the past. I see lineups all the time of like crazy shows that happened in 1999. You know what I mean? Like yeah. 2001. And again, I, I might just be like stuck in my ways, but I see like, especially with like the, you know, and what we do and the like post hardcore and hardcore and metal and all that stuff, the lineups were like crazy. It was so diverse. Like you could see like all these like pop punk bands and like, like death metal bands, like on the same bill in the nineties and then the two thousands and like, no one gave a fuck, but now I kind of feel like it's super, you don't see tours like that very much anymore. It's just like all like seven metal bands that sound the same. And six, you, can't, you can't read any of their names. Yeah. Right? And then yeah. like six, <laughs> six pop punk bands, all the same. And everyone just sounds the same to me. And like, I mean, they all might be good bands, but I don't want to see the same band eight times, you know, like on the same set. So I kind of feel like for me, it would be more about like just picking one of those shows back in the day, like, and just like being blown away by seeing a different band four or five times and not the same shit over and over. So you want to see Dragon Force is what you're saying. I have seen Dragon Force. And I've also seen... uh <laughs> I've seen Dragon Force. I've seen Ingve Malmsteen in like a small club, and he fucking shreds, dude. I caught like five picks that night. He was just throwing them shits at people's faces. He's like, do 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 do, and I just like kept getting slapped by Ingve Malmsteen picks. I yeah. saw the guy who was the lead singer for Dragon Force play at NASCAR with Skid Row because he's in Skid Row now. Hell yeah! yeah. Is he really? Yeah, and he I think that he really tries to sound like Sebastian Bach instead of just singing, but I it might have just been I was I think I was drunk, so who knows? But um yeah. Uh man, I had something else to say, but I can't remember what it was now. Uh I got a Dragon Force funny story. First time I went to Warp Tour, it was at Comerica and I was with my buddy Jay Green and he was wearing a fucking Dragon Force shirt, and the second we walked through the gate, someone was like Dream Force sucks, you idiot. And that's how we, uh, that's how our day started. <laughs> and I was like, Jake, come on, man. Why'd you wear your Dragon Force shirt? <laughs> Are you band shaming him? T-shirt shaming him? Only wow. at that moment, but it was fucking hilarious. And it was really funny. <laughs> we had just gotten there. We were like, oh, we're going to be here all day, bud. <laughs> I will say that's, uh, like, just building off what you said, Victor, like that's one of the, I know you said you don't like festivals, but like it's one of the reasons I like going to riot fest. Cause like the last time I went to riot fest, I like, just to give an example, like in one day I saw the B 52s Wu Tang clan and Slayer, like all in the same day. Like it's, yeah. it's like the variety is makes it even more fun. So for sure. And, and I feel like they do a good job. Every time I see hear about riot fest, I'm like, wow, that sounds crazy. All of these bands would be so nuts to see, but I'm certainly fucking not going you know, yeah like it's it's it seems like a whole adventure and that's great but and a lot of people are into that and i would love to see those bands like but only if they were on a bill with four of those other bands and like i it, they also stress me out you know what i mean like there's like at warp tour i'd miss one of my fucking favorite bands because all right saves the day is playing over here but guess what thursday is playing like way down the fuck there at the same time and they're set yeah. oh yeah like that and i would just be like which fucking band did I come here to pay $50 to come see that I got to miss now, you know? And it would just, also, I, I, I went to all these fests in Florida where it just rains and it's hot and it's shitty. So I may, I might have a skewed view of what you guys got up here, but, uh, it's hot. It was also hot and shitty. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. 
it's, 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 it's too much for me. I, I have anxiety issues. Like, fuck, that'd be too tough. No, I, I, yeah, I hear that too. I, I'll never hear the end of missing Alkaline Trio to see Ice Cube. And I was like, listen, Ice Cube's not touring. I'm never going to see him again. Alkaline Trio is going to be back through town. Like, we, that's we true. Have to, so. That's true. But I feel like I, you're right, man. I feel like, um, I wouldn't want to miss like him playing like America, you know what I mean? But like at the same time, I just would rather just, I feel like Alkaline Trio has banger after banger that means so much to me. That would oh, be yeah. like, really, you're right. But to me right now thinking like, what would I do? It's giving me a panic attack. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was a, I was a nineties hip hop head. So I was like, For but sure. tab is always like, Oh yeah, we could have, that could have been the first time you saw Alkaline Trio, but no, we had to go watch. Oh, that was the Ice first Cube. time. Yeah. I hadn't seen him. That's a little before. different then. <laughs> um, excuse me. Every, every non, not as famous member and a live member of NWA was also there doing. I was watching it. I remember. Yeah. So you skipped Alkaline Trio too. Yeah, but I've seen Alkaline Trio a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you need to scrape that tattoo off, sir. Did you see uh, right. Alkaline Trio slash Saves the Day tour in like 2010, 2009 I or whatever it was? Did not. This is the thing. I have never seen Saves the Day. I've seen Two Tongues. Dude. I have not seen. Ugh, that's that's rough. Sorry to hear that. Like Two Tongues is good, but there are no Saves the Day and there are no. And saves. like, I have. I I just finally got in River Area or whatever. Like yeah. I got that ordered because it's finally coming out. That's one of my favorites. Even though I love Stay We Are. Through being yeah. cool and everything, so good. but yeah, they're all so good. So good. They're all so good. Weekly so. recommends. <laughs> um, I really like, <laughs> I really like the new Nine Inch Nails with Health song. It kind of reminds me of older, a little bit, not completely older. We're not going downward spiral here, but you know, um, new Ali and AJ. If you remember that '90s pop band, <laughs> pulled out pretty good. New Descendants song, Baby, Don't You Know, also pretty good. I know you have this one on your list, but I'm going to say it. The Salem, William, yeah. it was really something. That's really good. And then Flight Facility, whatever, lights up. And then my favorites, which is what we're talking about, like the weird, not guilty pleasure. Jack Ingram, Miranda Lambert, and John Randall did a country album that's just them sitting around a fire. And it sounds like old Dolly Parton and old that's like Hank Williams. It's so good. Like. From start to finish, there's like them talking in between songs, laughing. It sounds like, like I'm not a country fan, but this is banger. And then I'll go through my bad, the shit I don't like later. So you go through your favorites. All Try right, to be so, quick. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll I'll run through these too. I I kind of listened to the the new uh, the new uh, punk releases, and I, f- I heard some stuff that I'd never heard of that I like. Um, there's a song by Useless ID called "Into the Exquisite." Was pretty cool. Um, I was I put it on here because it reminds me of Justin Pierre and um, his like voice sounds similar. Thought it was cool. Um, Belvedere, Good Grief Retreat. It's like a fast paced pop punk song. It was pretty cool. Uh, Glass Tides Promises had this like atmospheric guitar. I don't know. I'm always worried when I uh, say these bands, this can be like some band that's like super lame and I just don't know about them. Like remember when I was like, is Escape the Fate cool or not cool? I only know <laughs> the name. don't care if they're cool. Yeah. Just say if you like the song. No, no, I know. It's just funny. Um, yeah, I have the Salem song. I said Allie and AJ. Yeah, see, potential breakup something. song. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
the 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 Kenny Hoopla song with uh, Travis Barker, who's putting drums on every person possible songs all the time now. Uh, Hollywood sucks was pretty cool. And then there's this guy named Alex Melton who does these like uh, cover songs, and he'll do like if Blink One Eighty Two did uh, "Don't Stop Believing," or he does all these like oh, country, like uh, pandering uh, pop country covers of like old pop punk songs, like um, "Misery Business." Mi- Misery Business is now Missouri Business, and uh, yeah. and they're all like so bad, like I should hate them. But they're also like so well made that I love them at the same time. So, and he had a he had if Blink One Eighty Two does Don't Stop Believing uh, came out this week, and uh, it's uh, it's something I I I dig them. I know that they're super uh, weird, but they're also they're fun. So, so Vic, you're gonna give us your opinion on one of our first what the fuck songs. So we do songs that are just what what the hell is that? I can't wait. Um. Ice Nine Kills did a cover of Stacy's Mom's called Jason's Mom. I saw it. Uh, don't even <laughs> don't even start with me right now. No, I, I wanted to get your opinion because actually, as a horror movie fan and yeah. someone that likes metal, I actually loved. Or I mean, I still do. I'm just very disappointed lately. I do like Ice Nine Kills. They're very cheesy. Yes, <laughs> but that Jaws song was so good. Like I haven't heard it. I don't really know them like that. But I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. <laughs> I, I heard some of their older stuff like years ago you know what i mean and then i remember them when they came out with the silver scream is that the writer yep. for all the horror movie yeah like i remember hearing one or two of the singles and i was like these lyrics are like so um just like too straightforward for me like they're like so on the nose that it's like silly as fuck and like i guess that's what they were going for you know like the horror cheesy vibe yeah. and that's fine i just um i, I, just, <laughs> never, I just never got into it and uh, I remember liking like some of the old songs I'd heard. I don't remember. I just had friends that liked that band. And then, well, every trick in the book was their album before this, and that was okay. just every song was about a horror book, right? And then I this one like, was all about the horror movies, right? But I feel like even those, whatever I'd probably heard from it, were less corny to me. Yeah, like, I, maybe that's because I'm like a, a movie fan. But um, I just I think today, if not today, yesterday, did I see that like Ice Nine Kills like ad on like our Instagram thing, and I was like. I was just like, what the fuck? Exactly. That's why it's in our list. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. That's yeah. But yeah, what it, what do you want to know? What else do you want to know about it? <laughs> Are you guys gonna play it? Because now I'm no. like, oh fuck. Oh, do you want us to play it? No, I don't I want mean, to play it. It's I, disappointing. I thing. It was like a 30 second snippet, you know, and I was like, this is so corny, bro. Well, like, all right, my you, thing is I actually enjoyed Silver Scream because mm-hmm. yeah, it's cheesy. Right, but I feel like they're just trying to cash in on that right now with some terrible decisions, like just make some new material, go a different route, do video games. That'd be cool. Let's see, hear a Parasite Eve song, or there you go, yeah, Resident Evil something. If um, if I can talk about that really quick, the whole Jason's mom thing. Uh, have you guys ever heard? Especially being a horror movie fan, do you like? Um, not do you like, but do you know who Ari Lehman is? The uh, first Jason. Uh, where he's like he's the kid in the lake he's the kid that played yeah he's the guy that played the kid in the lake so he's the that very had like first, very small sky screen time very small screen time he's the very first portrayal of jason Voorhees, though yeah so now as a 55 year old man he has a band called first jason and oh. i talked to doug and eli about this in my basement before i was like yo we got a tour with this band um as a joke but i'm uh, looking this up look it up because it is not good 
But guess what? Oh, no. oh it's straight. Ugh, dude, I, I'm not going to sit here and bash a band that's active because like, yes, I would play with this band. But they're one of those bands that are playing like those Bible Belt shows right now. Like still, they're like touring right yeah. now. They've been touring from like March, April, May, like a week long tour. But like in Arkansas, in fucking like, you know, the, the panhandle of fucking Oklahoma or some shit, you know, like, no, I'm like, what do you who's doing this? But anyway, I digress. The reason I bring this up is because not only the Jason's mom thing, but also they have a song that they put out recently with the singer of Ice Nine Kills doing a vocal part over it. And the whole song is just so like, if you want a what the fuck song for next week, <laughs> go listen to that song, go listen to that song and then put it on your next podcast. <sighs> End of rant. <laughs> do you have any other what the fuck songs, Josh? Well, I just wanted to to put on top of I, so I do have one other one, but just to put on top of that too, it's like uh, it is a very like faithful um like parody song, like in the vein of like Weird Al, where they did like a lot to make it sound exactly like the song, but yeah, just the subject matter, and then also picking a song that is so cheesy to begin with the original song. It's like. What are you doing? Like, who do you think's gonna like this song? I don't. Yeah. It's 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 wild. Um, the other one, actually, it's kind of perfect that you guys talked about that we talked about Motown so much today. Because another song that I heard um, this week was, uh, have you guys ever heard of Il Devo? Yeah, they're like, yeah, they they did a they did Ain't No Mountain High Enough. It's like Marvin Gaye singing his parts and then them singing the other parts, and it's. Like, obviously, like the singing is good because everyone that's in this is a good singer. But it's like at the same time, it just sounds so odd and out of place. It's it's very off putting to me as someone who like loves that original song. It's like you didn't need to no, you didn't need to do this. <laughs> so I have two more. What the fuck songs? OK, I mean, I haven't cared about these bands in a long time, but I think every time they put out new music, I'm like, oh, I remember liking them their first one or two albums. But the new Modest Mouse and the new Coldplay are snoozes. Like, they are the slowest, boringest, most... It's just dumb. <laughs> Terrible music. The whole, the whole records? All the no, they just really singles for their new stuff that's coming. It's funny and, you say that. I saw the, the a snippet for the Coldplay one, too, and I was like, yeah, this is really bland. Yeah! And the Modest Mouse one seems like an intro to an album. It doesn't feel like a song, even. I don't know. I mean, I haven't liked Modest Mouse for a long time, but I remember really liking them in the first couple albums. Their first three records are so good, though. Yep. You can only in you can only release an intro as your single if you're like Silk Sonic, and it's going to be like super hype. Otherwise, you can't do it. So, all right, it's late. I think we're all ready. I've been drinking. I'm tired. I need to smoke. (laughs) One, yeah, one last thing, Uh, guys. Plug your plug your um, band and your releases and your social media and all that stuff. Follow them. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we really don't have too many social medias right now. I mean, we have our Bandcamp, uh, which is donormusic.bandcamp.com. And for whatever reason, Facebook and Instagram thinks it's spam. And uh, we can't post the link anywhere. And it's been an issue since day one. I deleted our first one and made a new one and it still came up the same way. I've reported the issue, but like with the whole COVID thing, they're like, this could be months to get back to you. And they just never got back to us. So I can't post a link. So if you want to go to our, if you want to fucking find our band camp, donormusic.bandcamp.com 
Otherwise, we have an Instagram, and we just hit 666 followers today. Um, was I the one that did it? Nope, you were the 60, 667th. We just, oh, uh, I just saw your follow a minute ago. <laughs> I, I followed you back. Followed you all back. Um, so yeah, Bandcamp. Um, Instagram is at possession.1981. Um, we're on Spotify. We're on YouTube. We're on like iTunes, all the, like all the streaming sites. But as far as like, I'm, I'm about to make us a Twitter and probably a Facebook and all that other shit. But uh, Instagram is like where we're most active. Um, yeah, that's probably about it. I don't know. Did I miss anything? I don't think so. Think we'll so. obviously put links to everything in the show notes and and Ooh, such. So. Splits and... Oh yeah, yeah. I guess we should. Yeah, we're gonna record here in a couple weeks. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it'll be uh for three different releases. It'll be um. For the split, which is coming out, uh, well, which is dropping in June, at least uh, digitally and on CD, and then the vinyl will be out in fall or winter. Uh, and then s- after that is a cover of a song called "Blood Hail" by um, Have a Nice Life, which is like a really, um, like really important song to me in a lot of ways. So I was like, guys, can we please cover this? And they're like, fine, I guess. Uh, so that'll be out in the summer, and then probably in the early fall. Um, we'll probably drop our next EP, which is called Faster on Fire. And um, there will be a, like a comprehensive like vinyl release for that. It'll be uh, all nine tracks. One side will just be the whole EP. The other side will be the split songs, the cover song, and an old recording. So it'll still be like a full 10 tracks, like 12 inch. Um, so yeah, yeah, we're just, just doing nine songs and it'll just be released throughout the, the rest of the year, like one after another. So a lot of new stuff coming up. Probably we'll see out there Cliff Parade. Yeah, our friends. Oh, yeah, I guess we should plug our friends too. Cliff Parade Records is a new record label out of California. So shout out to Cliff Parade. Shout out to Screamo Index and Mathcore Index and all these people that like helped us show people what we're doing. Um, anyone I missed? I mean, you want to just say the bands that are going to be in the split, I guess? Those yeah, are- man, I keep, I keep forgetting <laughs> shit. I don't know how to do this. Um, well, we've yeah, we've drained your all your energy keeping you on here so long, so it's it's our fault. No, no, no. You guys even mentioned all the bands earlier yeah, today did. too. So, all right. So, Agent Mulder from Cal- uh, from Canada. Um, you Not got sure. what? No. <laughs> DB Cooper from New York and Geisterfader from uh, Massachusetts, and then us will be on the split. Then our cover, and then our EP, comprehensive, our comprehensive deluxe album. album. <laughs> So yeah, we're probably just gonna like stagger all these releases, and then we'll probably film up like seven more music videos in my fucking basement again, and uh, just drown in more fake blood and all this other shit. So you need to go to the woods in the winter. That's yeah, how you're gonna winter, get it. That's how you're gonna get it. No, you're right. You're right. We'll probably do some <laughs> winter spooky, cryptic winter music videos too, for sure. Have like a little girl care like leading a goat through the forest, like with a lantern at night. Yeah, and then <laughs> you guys are like. What? You want to produce our music videos? Do you have a goat? I'm on it. Do you have a little girl? I'm on it. Weird. I'm just saying he's gonna fucking use her to carry the goat or whatever. I know. It's all above board. Goat, dude. The whole thing. Yeah. We'll pay I think we're good. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks for the for your stuff. Yeah. Thanks for being on, guys. You guys are awesome. Hey, thanks Great for music. Me. Everyone check it out.
And thanks for listening, B-Siders. Time to flip the record over. Thanks for listening to this episode of Beside Ourselves. Beside Ourselves is written and recorded by Danny Lowens and Josh Schramm. Beside Ourselves is available on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. If you like the show, please be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. You can follow and interact with us on Instagram and Twitter at B underscore SidePod. If you have an album or music topic you want us to cover on a future episode, be sure to slide into those DMs and let us know. The intro music for today's show is by Chris Porter, and the outro music is by Former Critics. <laughs>